from the Los Angeles Underground. It's time for your new favorite podcast, The Superiority Complex. It's like honey in your ear holes. Welcome back to Superiority Complex, your new favorite podcast, everybody. Uh, we're a couple of weeks away from Christmas. Uh, you know, everything uh, everything's good here. Uh, no COVID. So that's a good, that's good. Um, you guys are all good. Oh, no. What's wrong? Patrick. I'm just kidding. Are you sick? No. You always get that weird thing where you think you have COVID, but you don't have it. Yeah. But, well, you're, but you're good. Just another spot of one of those. Oh, no. What happened? Are you a little allergy? Mm-hmm. My eyes are itchy. How did you guys peep, uh, conquer an entire continent when stuff like the wind causes you guys How to How many times fall? do I have to tell you my people didn't do that? Oh, my God. Hey, what are you talking about? We you say you people? <laughs> what are you talking about? The Vikings? What are you How did about? your people? I mean, the, I mean, the, you know who I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. The white people? <laughs> yeah. This, the, yeah. Who are you locked in the potato fields? You know. The, the, the kingdom of white people. Wait, there's a difference? Wait, wait, there's a difference? Hold on. Hold like, on. Like Spain or Portugal. 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 Listen, mm. if it wasn't for Portugal, we wouldn't have port. So let's go easy or on two, Or two. Actually, that there's and uh, let's we'll see who who could we thank for potatoes? Is it uh, Spain? Uh, maybe I don't know. <laughs> Gotta be. We can definitely thank them for some of the locations of some of the greatest spaghetti westerns ever made. So mm-hmm. there you go. There's that. Hmm. 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 We'll always have that. Hmm. And presents to pretty girls. Hmm. <laughs> You didn't answer right away. That you had to think about it. <laughs> Are you guys? Uh, have you guys watched any of your Christmas classics uh, yet? Has anybody watched any uh, Christmas movies so far? Anybody done? Any? No. Just the just the favorite. Which one? Uh, it's a Wonderful Life. Oh man! Uh, you, see, you see, George, you really had a wonderful life. Did you? Did you cry? Did you cry? I want to live, Clarence. I want to live. Did you, Did you cry? Always. Uh, how about you, John? Did you, have you watched it yet? Yeah, I, I cry like a baby every time, and I cry even exactly. though e- even though I know I'm being manipulated. I still cry. That's the Uh-oh. that's the part. Also, you've seen it before. You know it's coming. It's not a surprise, but mm-hmm. you still get it. Mm-hmm. Like you hear it in the yeah. And then when I see that great jazz club that they did, almost got, and I just, yeah, I just <clears> weep <throat> like a baby. I have a friend who says that his biggest dream is to go to Nick's bar and get thrown out. <laughs> He wants to get hammered at Nick's and get tossed out. <clears throat> yeah. Every time I see Sheldon Leonard in anything, I always think, hey, it's Nick at the bartender. Yeah. Hey, you too. We don't where do need- you get off calling where do you get off calling me Nick? I don't know you from Adam. What we don't need is a couple of pixies giving the place character. <laughs> get me, I'm giving out wings. <laughs> Love it. All yep. right, that's it. You and the, you and the angel out of here. Mm-hmm. Oh. oh, what happened? I just seen. What? Yeah, I think our Wi-Fi just went down. Oh I just no! Switch to um. Uh, what's it called? Technical difficulties. Well, we'll wait while we wait for Justine. Uh, tell me how much. What part makes you cry? At it's a wonderful life, Patrick. What what part gets you? Is it the end? Did you lose connection? I had to turn my Wi-Fi off. I did. Oh. 
You might have to drop the call and redo it. Here, let me pull her. Let me pull her in. Let me. I'm gonna shoot an invite to her right here, right from the command center. Shoot an invite to you. Right from the command center here. There we go. Sent. Just sent it. He said. Invite sent. Did she say she's never gonna do the podcast again? Because you know what I say. Never, no. never say never again. I say never, that more. Never say. And then, and then she's got to wink at the camera. Yes. And then she says, "Never say." And then, never say. And then she says, "Mr. Martini, how about some wine?" <clears throat> <laughs> uh, what? If, oh, that would have been great if Sean Connery had been. Uh, I can hear George Bailey. Hello, Justine. It's so good to hear you. We've missed you. No, I didn't. Justine, you are such a you are such an integral part of this show, and people love you. By the way, John, Eric of Aragon, uh, I'm going to shout him out. Uh, he he gave you a little shout out on Twitter. You're not on the uh, you're not on the interwebs, but he wanted to say that you had an especially good show last week. He he he, oh. he made mention that you had a really Thanks. good show. Yeah, I said John's always oh, in good. Great. Yeah, he's always in good form. Uh, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like I bring the show down, so that's nice to hear that. Why? Why? John, Listen, don't cater to these. Don't cater to these millennials. Uh, too much. Too much crosstalk. I think I'm the worst defender on the crosstalk. Well, you get excited. We're nerds. We get excited. We, we want to make excited. sure our point is heard. And oh, uh, we all get excited. Oh yeah. Well, <laughs> Especially this week. Hey. Um, um, all it's so funny. All the guys. All the guys love James Bond, and poor Justine just gets dragged into it. Did you watch a James Bond movie? Or are you just happy to see me? <laughs> Is that something from Q Branch, or are you just happy to see me? Hello. Uh, hey, so I guess we know who got custody. We know who got custody of the theme song. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna we're gonna figure all that out this week. There's a lot to hash out uh, in the messy divorce yeah. that is. Uh, the, uh, the Thunderball script, um, but uh, yeah, I, I did watch. Uh, I, I watched Charlie Brown Christmas, and I watched uh, It's a Wonderful Life so far. Uh, did you cry like a baby? Uh, I always cry. Uh, it's it's every time he says to my brother George, the richest man in town, and then they all sing Old Lang Syne. That always gets me. Yeah, it got me. It gets me so much that somebody sent me a link to just the ending, and I had already watched the movie, and I watched the ending, and I cried again. Yeah, it kills you. Mm -hmm. You're right. You could just watch the last five minutes and you'd still be like getting all choked. Mm -hmm. God, what's going going on with my brain that all I have to do is see that last scene? Uh, It's kind of weird. I think we've talked about this, John. The only person in the world that dislikes Jimmy Stewart is Alfalfa. That's weird. That's such a weird... Alfalfa. I love that. The first time I remember the first time my mom was watching it and she goes, You want to see what Alfalfa looked like about five years after the little rascals? Yikes. <laughs> I'm going, whoa, that kid is the guy that's opening up the uh, swimming pool, that's that's Alfalfa. Mm-hmm. And he hates Jimmy Stewart. Who hates Jimmy Stewart? I know. Justine. Does Justine uh, not like Jimmy Stewart? Jimmy Stewart? Who's that? Oh, my God. Oh, no. <laughs> Jake, would you like to answer this question? No, no, no. Everybody just, everybody just stay calm, okay? Everything's going to be okay. <laughs> was that Jimmy Stewart? Was that Jimmy Stewart in the Poseidon Adventure? What was that? <laughs> what? I don't know. What was that? 
George Bailey. George no, I, Bailey. You once called me a miserable old man. Just the way Jake did that, it sounded like Jimmy Stewart in some kind of in uh, the towering inferno. No, now everybody stay calm. We 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 gotta get we, the, the fire department will be here soon. Mary, Mary, kids, go to hell, Mister Gower. You know, it's funny because they did put Fred Astaire, who must have been like ninety-five, in that in towering inferno. I so think they could have put Jimmy Stewart. Well, in Jimmy there. Stewart's in one of the uh, isn't he one of, in one of the airport movies? He's in the one that goes seventy-seven, uh, where they go underwater. Ah. The plane has to go underwater. That's that's him as the pilot, I think. Great. Yeah. Everyone just relax. <laughs> he went from he went from actually bombing Nazis in World War II to uh, doing that movie. Yeah. So that just you know that's a weird one. You know it, that's a weird one because you get Jack Lemmon, Christopher Lee, and Jimmy Stewart all in a crappy airport movie. It's weird. Uh. There is a uh, a, a, horror, a really bad horror, t- made-for-TV horror movies. John, one thing I miss are made-for-TV movies. You remember that? They were the bread and the yeah. butter in the 70s where you got a lot of yep. you, actors who used to be kind of A-listers or a lot of B-listers in a movie. There was a movie that's on YouTube. You can watch it. It's called Horror at 37,000 Feet. And, yeah, uh, yeah. It's, uh, I remember that. It's uh, Buddy Ebsen and uh, William Shatner. And uh, Paul Winfield is in it, and it's about uh, this jet that's taking these uh, stones from a from a crypt in England to the United States, and the plane gets haunted. And uh, <laughs> the, the plane gets the haunted. plane gets haunted. But what I love about it is the <laughs> the pilot the pilot is uh, Chuck Connors. All right, you know Square Jaw Chuck Connors, uh, who was in a million yeah. of those movies, and the flight engineer. Is Mister uh, um, uh, Russell Johnson, Russell Johnson, really? the professor? You, you can find it on wow. YouTube, and it sounds like it's going to be wow. a, a remake of the Twilight Zone episode, the, 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 the with the gremlin on the wing, but it's not. But Shatner yeah. is it? Shatner's in it. Shatner's in it. You can almost hear him. You can almost hear them writing that, going, "Okay, what's hot right now? Haunted houses like Amityville Horror." And uh, Airport 75. So, so hear me out. How about this? A haunted plane. Not only that. On not only that. Because <laughs> of because of the Poseidon adventure, uh, William Shatner plays like a defrocked priest. So you got that little oh, thing. Right. You got that little thing going on. Oh, so you can catch it on YouTube. Christ. It's worth catching. It's really bad. You'll laugh out loud. Um, uh, yeah. yeah. Check it out. You know, um, the, ori- the original Night Stalker was a TV movie. That's that right. The Darren McGavin. That's right. That was a TV movie. It was like the top-rated TV movie of all time. What? So you're right. That filled a. I guess that's the niche that's being filled by the Hallmark Channel. <laughs> or you know, like Netflix originals is kind of like that thing. Yeah, you know, like made for TV. Or Amazon originals. Yeah, pretty bad. Amazon originals, there which nobody watches. Um, there, uh, I, there was an. I think we talked about this, John. The movie that scared me the most as a kid. Two things scared me the most. One was hearing about. Another made-for-TV movie, the Trilogy of Terror and the Devil Doll, right? Hearing about the little, uh, the little Zuni fetish oh, yeah, doll. Oh, yeah, little Zuni fetish doll, yeah. I never even saw it, but my cousins telling me about it scared the hell out of me. And then oh, yeah. uh, there was a movie I caught. I vaguely remembered. We talked about this. It was a movie with Peter Graves called Where Have All the People Gone? And it was oh, a, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, and it was yeah, it was about the real good one. The world kind of, uh, it was a, like a post It was an apocalyptic movie about a meteor that... Causes everybody to uh, all the animals went nuts and all the people died. But when you die, you basically turn into 
uh, it would the something for some reason all the moisture would leave the body, and there were just salt piles left. And I remember, yeah, yeah. Talk about that one. I remember as a kid, like they uncover the sleeping bag, and there's just salt, and that scared the crap out of me when I was like four years old. So, uh, yeah, you know, shout out to TV movies, may they live forever on YouTube. Hey, Duel, Duel, uh, Duel was a TV movie. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So that definitely filled a, a need. I'll tell you, and that that was a way for up and coming directors like Spielberg to get their first shot. Sure, know? sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, it was either yeah, that's right. Uh, so you know, we we should do a we should do a podcast of just TV movies. There's, there's probably one out there, but they're easier oh, to. They're, um, they're they're putting a lot of them on uh, disc. I mean, I'm sure they're all on YouTube, but they're starting to put them out on uh, disc now. Like uh, the vaults, that Universal Vault series, they're starting to put all that out. Yeah. Well, you know, a lot of the great. Uh, if you watch the early, like the pilots. For a lot of shows like Columbo or Rockford Files, those are almost like TV movies. They're like two parters. You know, they're not yeah. sure they're not uh, sure if they're gonna get picked up. Like you said with the Night Stalker was a TV movie. Yeah. Kojak, I think Kojak was a TV movie and they said, Hey, this works, let's crank one out every week, you know. Yeah. So uh let's get some of those Netflix originals going. Amazon original, Hulu originals. There you go. By the way, big news if you're a Roku owner like I am. And you only have one spot to get the HBO Max, which is my PlayStation. Uh, HBO Max is coming to Roku tomorrow, I think, the 17th. So uh, Why did they do that? It's so irritating. Why did they do what? Why did they switch that? It's so irritating. Switch what? Having access to HBO all of a sudden. Because H- because oh. HBO Max wanted more money for because they were going to be streaming more content. And they and Roku couldn't agree on a price. Oh, and, I know. Um, LG. LG isn't doing it either. It's so irritating. If you have an Amazon Fire Stick, you can get it. They finally broke through with Amazon. See, Amazon's in a weird spot because they sell peripheral devices, but they also want you to get Prime. So it's really, it's weird that they have to like allow, It's they're in a weird position because they have to allow competitors to basically stream on their devices. But mm-hmm. yeah, uh, yeah, they it's, they uh, they, what, what, they finally came to an agreement. Up. What was that? I was gonna say what shook things up is that the announcement that they're gonna put all their whole slate of Warner Brothers movies for the next year is gonna it's gonna be streaming at the same time it's in theaters. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What do you and think? I don't know why it's controversial. There's no theaters anymore. So I mean, what can they do? But I guess that was a big. That was a big deal. Well, Christopher uh, Nolan because, came out. He was really upset with uh, Warner doing that without, uh, yeah. I guess, his permission. But at the same time, it's like, well, what? I mean, you could wait on some of these. Because the, the thing that shocked me was they were going to put like Dune out, right? Dune is supposed to be a big theatrical. Yeah. Movie. Like, why not just wait till twenty twenty two? You know, the, you know, we'll be mm-hmm. on the other side of a vaccine and all that. And I think they're just afraid of losing money. I guess. Yeah, I guess Wonder Woman's going to run uh, Christmas Day. Yeah. Which uh, look right now, uh, you know, I I I would re- much rather have a theater, a theatrical experience. I love going to the movies, but also but this can't. But also, this is twenty years of charging me, you know, nineteen dollars for a large Coke Zero. So, do I feel that bad? <laughs> no, you're right. You're it, right. It's like revenge, you know what? I'm gonna bitches. say twenty bucks. Revenge. Yeah. yeah. Revenge is sweet. <laughs> yeah. It felt like it felt like when he when when Potter. I feel like Potter going. You once called me a miserable old man. 
<laughs> Merry Christmas, Mr. Potter. It's like Back the, from jail. Yeah. <laughs> Happy New Year to you in jail. Um, no, it's great. It, it's, it's great that the shoe's on the other foot. Now we have the power, just like we always should. That's right. The consumer should always have the power. That's right. So yeah. now we yeah. decide what we're going to see and when we're going to see it. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to turn yep. Wonder Woman on and not even watch it and just have it running in the background. <laughs> just have it on in the background, huh? Mm-hmm. I'm kidding. I'll wa- I'm, take that. I'm definitely looking forward to Wonder Woman 1984. Are you guys looking forward to it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So we, now we can watch. Now I can watch Shop Around the Corner finally, which I've never seen, but it's streaming on uh, TCM on HBO Max. Really? Yeah. Really? You've never seen that? It's weird that they're to me that they're Bulgarian. Where are they? They're from. They're from Albania. Where are they from? Czechoslovakia. Where? Uh, oh yeah. Where? Yeah. Where is that? It, is it Czechoslovakia or is they're it, uh, Hunga- Hungary? Are they Hungarian? Hungary. Yeah. 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 I, you're right. It's Hungary. Yeah. But everybody just um, everybody just speaks with an American accent. Well, it's all you know, it's Hungary by way of MGM backlot. You know, yeah, yeah. you're going to you're going to dig it. So, God, there's some great people in there. Um, well, for, I saw my I mean, man. I'll, I saw my man Frank Morgan in there. Yeah. Oh, boy. He is good. And Jimmy Stewart and uh, Margaret O'Sullivan. You know, um, it's just. Uh, yeah, definitely worth catching. Yeah, I've never seen it. Uh, there is a remake called You've Got Mail with Tom Hanks and uh, America's Sweetheart Meg Ryan. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's been remade about four times. There's another one with Judy Garland and Van Johnson, too. Oh, really? Um, yeah. It's been remade so many times. More, I, more than A Star is Born? What's that? Uh, no. I think A Star is Born has got everybody beat. I think that's uh, that's like five times. I don't think you can beat that one. Maybe only Dracul. Maybe Dracul. <laughs> Well, various Dracula, yeah, def- Frankenstein, Dracula, and Sherlock Holmes, that's a different category. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> yeah, James Bond. Of those. And James Bond, yeah. And uh, I think Sherlock Holmes has got them all beat. I think that he's got Dracula and Frankenstein beat for a number of adaptations. Yeah, cinematic, yeah, I believe so, yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, and if you watch Enola Holmes, you'll see him uh, for in it for all of about five minutes before you fall asleep. Hey, uh, let's talk about... <laughs> You watched Enola Holmes? Yeah. Of course you did. Sorry. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah, not as sorry as I was after watching it. Um, Wait, I thought you were just going to give that one a pass. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I, one night I was like, yeah, you know what? I'll give it a shot. It's not It's not bad. It's just, it, it's, it, it just it's didn't seem, great. it doesn't add anything to the, to the, to the canon. It doesn't add any, mm. you know, there's no. Mm. I don't know. Whatever. What does my opinion matter? I'm just a podcaster that nobody listens to. Not even my own crew. (laughs) Um, (laughs) My eyes are gray and bent. (laughs) Jake, how was Cyberpunk 7777? 2077. There you go. I'm hearing mass refunds are in the mail for console users and some PC users. Mainly for console users because for some reason they put it out on PS4 and Xbox One even though the system cannot run it mm-hmm. at all. So that was that was just bad on their part. But I haven't had any problems on PC um, and I don't think anybody's have, have had major issues on the new PS5. 
I don't think anyone's had many <laughs> major problems, but it's great. Are you loving it? It's, it's if you guys watched um, Altered Carbon, which I don't think any of you have. No, I did. I watched Altered Carbon. It definitely it has like an Altered Carbon feel. With okay. A little bit of espionage, a little bit of a noir feel. It's yeah, super interesting. Okay. They kind of they kind of throw you into the mix. And it's very overwhelming at first, but once you get your bearings, it's just this awesome, fully fleshed out world. All right. It's great. Okay. So good. Highly recommend it. Don't buy it on Xbox One or PS4. Yeah, they're supposed to have a massive patch coming in January and February. It's like two, like it's it's broken into two components, I guess. So by February, you should be able to play it on your last gen console, but... By then, we'll all have PS5s because we'll all have a stimulus package. So that's what I'm going to spend yeah. my stimulus money on. And nobody, yeah. nobody judge me. I'll be eating. Nope. I'll be eating ramen what? and playing PS5. You'll <laughs> <laughs> be happy. <laughs> Don't judge me. You'll be a happy man. Don't worry about what I put in my basket, Karen. Okay. Whoa. Yes, please. Anybody who even remotely likes RPGs, or if you're, if you have any inkling for any cyberpunk, okay. Get for those of you not in the know, RPG of course stands for Rocket Propel Grenade. Uh huh. Uh huh. Let's. Thank um, you, can. Guys, are you excited about this edition of the Digital Movie Club? I mean, Some I am. I can't wait. It's Roger Moore. Justine is persona non grata this week. Mm -mm. I don't hear her at all. Justine? Yes. Would you like, are you awake? Are you okay? Yes, I'm excited. I can't wait to talk. I heard some giggling over there a minute ago. Is everything okay? Yeah, someone was doing something and it just tickled. What was it? Whoa. Someone was like eating something or I don't know what the sound was. It was weird. And it made you laugh? Mm-hmm. That's adorable. I don't understand. I don't know who it was. They just kept like, like bag like they're eating chips or something. I don't know. It made me laugh. Who is that? It wasn't me. Who is that? Who would do that? Not me. I'm not allowed who to eat food. Who would do such a thing? You're not allowed to eat food? Uh, I thought it was funny. All right. Starving me. Let's do it, guys. <laughs> Let's 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 jump in with both feet. Let's get let's get Justine up and running here. We're gonna unleash the beast here, Justine Weenie, with her hot James Bond takes. Here we go. Yuntan. I think she should go first. You're in the club. Guys, it's time for the Digital Movie Club. We are going through my digital movie collection and sharing it with the crew and, of course, with you as well. This week, we have a very special week. We have the Battle of the Bonds. We're going to dive into the story of Never Say Never Again, the bootleg, non-canonical, unofficial James Bond movie from 1983 that went head-to-head with Roger Moore's penultimate outing as James Bond in Octopussy. So which would you like to start with, Justine, since you are the expert on all things Bond? Mm, none of the above. 
Um, <laughs> none, none of the above. Drive safe. <laughs> I don't know. I hate them both. I can't tell you which one. John about. Oliver is <laughs> John Oliver is James Bond in None of the Above. Do you hate them both equally? No, yeah, uh, yeah, I was bored out of my mind equally. Mm. How are you bored? How am I not bored? It just confirms <laughs> that sex with at least not like a real world. In these two movies. I just wish, like, with all fakeness of just like Austin Powers, where they know that they're stupid and it's just mm. supposed to be a comedy. I just can't buy into that stupid world. <laughs> that's the real world okay that's the cold war world that's the world <laughs> yeah, we had to grow up in me and john okay <sighs> guys like james bond putting it all on the line so that we could be safe you know what i mean yeah. a nuclear you know, she just said why can't they just do a goofy comedy one that would be casino royale <laughs> the original casino royale or they know it's funny and they just do it yeah <laughs> i just need it to be austin powers and i would be fine like you know what that's- you are but you don't. That's Casino Royale. But you yeah. don't. But you don't have Austin Powers if you don't have James Bond. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. Uh, Austin, you need all this source material for for Austin Powers yeah. to thrive. And we needed it to be that many movies. Ugh. Yes. <laughs> you know, like, I honestly, I don't. Like, hey, look, I, like I tell, like I keeps going. Like I tell the DC people, man, if you want them to make good movies, stop going. That's what that's what happened with Bond. You know, they had to they had to stop making him for a little while, and to make him relevant again, they had to come back with like the Daniel Craig style. And Bond has been better than he's ever been since uh, since like the early '60s. So that's why we're getting good James Bond movies. You know what I mean? You know, as long as they make money, the the one thing they're looking at, if they make money, they're going to keep cranking them out. And I think the closest they came to hanging it up was after uh, Man with the Golden Gun made so little money, they said, we've got to retool it, or we've got to just hang it up. And they, they retooled it. They got it. They got back. They got their mojo back. <laughs> yeah. We're going to talk about it. Justine, pick which one do you want to... Well, let's go with the let's go with the original. Actually, which was released first? I think Never Say Never Again was released first. Is that correct, Patrick? Uh, That's correct, yeah. Octopussy was 1983, and Never Say Never was 1983, October 7th, and June 6th. So actually, Octopussy was first. Then let's go with oh, Octopussy. First, huh? Let's go with Octopussy, mm-hmm. the official James Bond release from That makes sense, because Money Punny looked different all of a sudden. Well, I mean, money penny. older. She looks older. It's the same money penny. No, it is? no, no. She just looks so different. No, John. She means in the two oh, movies. She means in the two movies. It's two. Oh. Di- yeah. So, Justine, we have to, uh, we're going to get into that. Why everything's different in uh, Never Say Never Again? But uh, let's well, go. So I, I watched it out of um, order then. Because well, you did. It, it doesn't matter because J- it's not an official James Bond movie. It, it's non-canonical. It's it was made uh, to be in competition with the uh, quote-unquote uh, legitimate James Bond series. So we'll get into why that is uh, when we get to Never Say Never Again. But right now, our friend Patrick is going to give us a breakdown on Octopussy. Take it away, Sir Patrick. This 1983 movie released on June 6th, directed by one John Glenn, uh, received a 6.6 on IMDb, 43% on Rotten Tomatoes. With a budget of $35 million, it grossed 
million dollars. And that's why we still have James Bond movies. Starring one yeah. Roger Moore as Jaime Bond. The 83, 84 big years for India. You got uh, Octopussy. You got A Passage to India. You got uh, Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. It's a it's a it's a big time. It was a big time to be. Uh, yeah. India was like a hot commodity in the early eighties, uh, cinematically. Um, yeah, wow! Directed by John Glenn, the astronaut. Fascinating. Comes back from space. Directs a bunch of John Bond. Uh, released on D Day. Also, big summer. So you know, it's the start of the summer season, and here we are settling down. To see Octopussy. John, had you seen Octopussy before? Because I know you kind of go to sleep during the Roger Moore era. You kind of you kind of shelve it for a little while. Uh, uh, I didn't see all I didn't see all the Roger Moores. I kind of lost interest. This is one of the ones I had not seen before. Okay. So let's start with you, John. Uh, what was it like watching this one, not having seen it before? Um, it's a it's too long. It's a little plotting. It didn't really hold my interest. And he is I hate to keep harping on the old thing, but he is looking too old to play James Bond in this. Mm-hmm. And um, I, it just did not hold my interest. Uh, Maude Adams is interesting. She's a little more interesting than your average uh, Bond villainess. Mm-hmm. Um, but beyond that, it just didn't it didn't grab me. This is not one of my favorites. Hmm. What about the great uh, uh, What about the great Louis Jordan as? Yeah, he's always interesting. It's funny the people, the kind of movies he turns up in. You know, uh, he was in the original Swamp Thing movie too. You know, as the yeah. bad guy. So yeah. It's interesting when when he turns up in these things. Uh, yeah, I don't know. The whole thing with Bond turning up as a clown was just kind of an, <laughs> kind of sad. You know, um, the you know, se- and the thing with the gorilla suit and all that stuff. It's just I don't know. It's a, it's just it's kind of like the reason I don't like some of the Roger Moore's. Um, you know, it's no, uh, it's no spy who loved me, which I, I kind of had to re reappraise what I thought of the Roger Moore's because I thought that was, uh, you know, was pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. But uh, this one just did not, just did not hold my interest at all. It just put me to sleep. Interesting, interesting. Okay, so you would say the length worked against it. That's what you said. You're, you, is that what you yeah, would say? Yeah, it's um, it's it's like it's like a half hour too long. You know, I think. Some of these Bond movies are a little too. Well, long. it does feel like and, it, uh, it does feel like the uh, like the end should have been they, we defuse the bomb, we're done, and yeah. the, and then it's like well we got to go back to India, and we're gonna yeah we're gonna do this whole little thing and then we're gonna do the airplane thing. It really then, felt like you could have easily trimmed out like a half hour, forty five minutes. Q gets never... all those sweet bitches. Yeah, that's true. Q does get. <laughs> I usually do rank the Bond movies by how much Q has to do, and yeah, he he, he yeah. got he got quite a bit. He, oh, he has a lot to do. He got <laughs> he got out of the His office in this one. Um, you know, I don't mind I don't mind Bond being older if the women that he's with, like Maude Adams in this one, like you 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 hit it right on the head. She's interesting. She's a worldly woman. Um, so I don't see that as being a problem, even though she looks younger than he does, because I feel like that that would work. I feel like that that works. It's when you have an, yeah. It's when you have him like sixty and he's making out with like a woman who's obviously twenty four years old. It's like that's where. But it's creepy. Yeah. It's like yeah, it not only that. Creepy, it's like yeah. it's like she's not going to care, no matter how handsome that guy is. She's not going to care. So you know um, what's interesting is 
Uh, Roger Moore is actually older than uh, than Sean Connery. You know, these movies went head to head, and I think he's like two or three years older than Sean Connery. Mm-hmm. So, uh, boy, it's just interesting. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, so, uh, Patrick, what did you think? You're a big Roger Moore guy. Roger Moore's your guy. Roger Moore was the Bond I grew up with. What did you think of Octopussy? Roger Moore gets all the best gadgets. He gets so many fun things. He gets a plane that comes out of a horse's ass. Mm-hmm. Not um, I think why I like Roger Moore the most is because he does get because he like he they have to make up for him not being as kind of physical as other Bonds, and so they have to make up for it. And he gets some kooky gadgets, and I think that's what I like. So. Um, it's always fun to see kind of what they're going to come up with. Uh, I do agree completely. This one is way too long. Uh, it's just, it's, it's, it's a little excessive at some points. Um, and you know, I mean, it's, it's overall, it's interesting. It's not my favorite one. I think it's just okay. Um, I feel bad for Jake because he was expecting Sean Connery to be the one saying octopushy all the time. <laughs> and I, I feel like that's kind of ruined it for him now. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but, you know, I mean, I it was okay. I This is the second one Maude Adams was in, right? Yeah. She's also she, in another one. She's also in uh, Man with a Golden Gun. That's what I thought, right? Yeah. Um, she was interesting. I mean, I, I like the kind of the idea of her leading a nefarious squad of uh badass women that can kick ass and take names mm-hmm. um that was kind of fun but never um, trust the carnies <laughs> yeah i mean the whole clown thing was just kind of out there and i was like okay all right i get it did you recognize time, did you guys recognize the general from the air force base yeah uh, yeah, yeah. it's general well, we just saw him in something what, it, what well, did we just see him in well it's general rykeen from hoth uh, who says I <laughs> hate right. I hate to lose you, Shelly. You're good in a fight, but he's also the guy who says you wear a peace symbol on your helmet and you write "Born to Oh no, what is it? You wear a peace symbol on your jacket and you write "Born to Kill" on your helmet. What is that supposed to be? Some type of sick joke? He's that guy, <laughs> he's that guy from Full Metal oh, I'm Jacket. I'm thinking that Stephen uh, that Stephen Berkowitz was a. We just saw him as a bad guy. I think in uh, Lethal Weapon. Lethal. He, we saw Berkowitz as a bad guy in. Um, in uh, Beverly Hills Cop, he was Beverly Hills. Cop. That's it. That's him, it, yeah. him, and the giant boil on his forehead were both in yeah. both of those movies. <laughs> that's the that's the part that kind of gets lost in the beginning. You see this thing, and you're like, oh, it's going to be, a, and then they go on this whole thing with a Faberge egg, and then at the very end, the nuclear bomb comes back. You're like, oh yeah, that guy. So there's more than right. there's more than one bad guy. Um, I think there's two. I think that it kind of suffers from that too. I think it's kind of hard to be like, okay, wait, who is the main bad guy again? Yes, yes. There's... Who am I supposed to be following and paying attention to here? Mm-hmm. And then if you go out for popcorn, you come back and go. Now, what's the thing with the eggs again? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and who died? The Fabergé. What is egg. it with the Fabergé eggs? Um, what I do like about Roger Moore, you kind of touch on it, um, uh, Patrick, is that since he's not. He kind of had that persona from Maverick and the Saint where he was kind of above fighting. That was always yeah. kind of Roger Moore's persona. He was too cool to really get caught in like a fist fight or something. So I do like that he, he always, hurt himself. That, exactly. But I do love that he always, a lot of the, the stuff with Roger Moore is him kind of avoiding fighting, which I always mm-hmm. kind of like because it means that Bond has to kind of live by his wits a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and it makes Q all the more important. 
Yeah, yeah. It, but it does make him look like he'd be lost without Q, which kind of he would, obviously. But uh, but it, he really <laughs> does rely on it more than like the Connery Bond. You know, he really does rely on those gadgets. But uh, I kind of like that. I kind of like you know. I, I, I'm a Roger Moore is the uh, Bond I grew up with, so I'm always a sucker for for the. I, I like. I enjoy watching him on the screen. It's I, I have fun watching him, so I don't mind it. So uh, for me, it, it's always a. It's always, unless it's just. It's the movies that get silly around him, but he's always uh, great as as Bond, you know? Yeah, so. he's always pretty serious. I mean, you even, like, you look at him, like, when he's flying that little jet fighter and he stops for gas. Like, that's, that's, that's typical Roger Moore. Well, well, that's not typical so, Roger Moore. That's typical of the era of those guys that were writing, you know? Yeah. And it's like, this is the culture. one way... <laughs> One uh, well, way of looking at it is to say there's a lot of people that couldn't pull that off, pulling up and saying "fill her up." Exactly, that couldn't have pulled that off. Yeah, <laughs> and it's the it's the cocked eyebrow and the, and well and but I always whenever I see those gags in a movie, I always think, "Wow, this is the culture that gave us Monty Python, and this is the best they could do." But then I also think, "Well, this is the culture that gave us Benny Hill." So I mean, it's kind of par for the course, you know? Yeah. And uh, yeah. hey, look, that's also, you, look. You, listen, you got to look at the script. You know, it, it isn't Michael Palin and Eric Idle writing the script either. Exactly. <laughs> and hey, look, listen, I, I, when you point a finger at somebody, you got three coming back at you because not only are we the culture that gave people, uh, you know, uh, you know, uh, 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 we're, we're the culture that gave uh, I was just, I had a good I can't even find it now. But I was the, the analogy, the analogy. But the, <laughs> the bad part was going to be Jim Carrey. That's all I had for you. I was like, oh, we well, should. you could say we gave them all in the family and mash, but we also gave them three's company. Hey, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, I was going to say we gave the world Groucho Marx, but we also gave them Jim Carrey, but he's Canadian. So that doesn't count. There you go. So, but you see what I mean. Jake's all, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's Canadian. You can suck it. That was irrelevant. What? <laughs> You mean should he cordially? Should Mario cordially? Uh... I cordially invite me to suck it. I decline the invitation. You... I mean, I can't <laughs> and I'm going to give you, you that. In... I'm going to give you that. In... I'm going to decline the invitation by grabbing my butt cheeks and pretending I'm talking through my ass. Um, you come out of a rhino's ass because that's... you don't need to make an ass of yourself because that's comedy. Hey, I've done that enough for all of us. Jake, what did you think of Octopushy? Oh, I wish Sean Connery's in this movie. <laughs> I knew. I don't know. Yeah, Roger Moore just seems too old. <laughs> Poor Roger Moore. I don't know. I can't, I can't get Poor it. Poor Roger Moore. Poor Roger like, Moore, man. Gadgets. I'm like, I'm okay with the gadgets, but yeah, it's. I feel like it's just. I just. I can't get on board with Roger Moore. You know, let me tell you, in Roger Moore's defense, I'm going to be, I'm going to, because again, he's the Bond I grew up with. Roger Moore never looks like he's, you know, the thing you can, the one knock you have against Connery is towards the end, he looks bored. He looks like he's not in it anymore. He doesn't care. He just wants to bang the Bond chick, yeah, okay? He, uh, he, he but he's like, all right, let's get this over with. You never get that from Roger Moore. Roger Moore always gives it 100%. He is James Bond 100% of the time in every one of his movies. And in every movie, in every movie, you never, he, he's like, I've done this a million times. Let's get this over yeah. with so I can have, I can and have me some put no matter how silly you, <laughs> no, matter, no matter how silly Roger Moore is out there giving it a hundred percent. And so you got to hand it to him for that. No matter how silly the script, Roger Moore's like, Hey, look, I'm a professional. 
This is what I'm getting paid to do. I'm going to go out there and do it, and I'm going to I'm going to make it as charming as possible. And he does it. So I will I will defend Roger Moore. They don't even give you a chance to breathe between the witty one-liners either, or the cheesy one-liners. Oh yeah, this is the this is the golden age of bad puns. It's just like one boom, 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 boom. It's like I don't even get a chance to breathe in between. <laughs> They should have had somebody with a little drum, a little snare drum behind him. Yeah. <laughs> like, and I'm going to get you, sucker. Just, just one yeah. extended groan because it just keeps, they just don't give me a chance for you. Man, you guys are really being brutal to my octopusy. This is, uh, this is not, whoa. whoa, no, this is, I, I, well, this is one of my, okay, keep going. We'll keep going. So, Jake, you were, you were not on board with Roger Moore looking old. You didn't like the, what else didn't you like? I didn't like that um, Octopussy was her nickname from her father. Yeah, it's creepy. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I'm like, wait, excuse me? What? <laughs> he should have done a spit take. You know, <laughs> <laughs> your father? <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I, I missed. You. I'm sorry. I thought I heard you say father. Uh, yeah. Hmm. Okay. I think yeah. that's I think that's what Bond does. Bond gets all the women with daddy issues. Well, they're damaged, yeah. of course. So he gets damaged goods. Yeah, of course. Who else is going to be in love with a with a British spy who's too dumb to use a code name? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus. Uh, you know what? I'll tell you where where Roger Moore always shines is in any of the gambling scenes. That looks like where Roger Moore should be. You would find Roger Moore at a high stakes gambling table. I was like, he always looks yeah. good in the tux. Yeah. He's like, listen, I'm, I'm going to defend Roger Moore to my dying day. Um, okay. Uh, that's my, that's I think, my- yeah, the, only, the scenes he thrives in are the scenes where there's no cheesy one liners. There's no like hand to hand combat or any sort of guns firing. It's when he's sitting down because they know he's probably winded after running around all that time. <laughs> well, he's not fat. Roger Moore is never. He's, he always looks trim. He always looks like he's in good shape. Mario, I you would die on that hill with you. He's old. Uh, you <laughs> know what's interesting about Roger Moore? Sean is, Connery. Um, he's only a couple of years younger. <laughs> yeah. Um, if you see Roger Moore like on YouTube, there's a lot of appearances of him on uh, the Johnny Carson Tonight Show. I guess they were friends, so that he'd be on a lot. And uh, the impression I get from seeing him on that show is. He's really smart, he's really funny, and he's really quick. And you don't necessarily get that when you see him in the Bond movies, you know? Yeah. And you just go, oh, wow, this guy was sharp. And he also, like, does impressions. And so you just go, okay, this guy had more going for him than just cocking an eyebrow with a drink in his hand. Sure, <laughs> sure. Yeah, you're right. And, but yeah, but I, I think but he exudes some of that like, charm, you know? Yeah. And oh, yeah. my God, it's like landing in a bucket of gold you know you're gonna be playing james bond it's like my god it's like printing money you know <laughs> well that that paves the way for him to be in the uh in the uh the, the, the spice girls movie i couldn't think of the i almost called them the glamour girls <laughs> that, that's the ultimate uh punchline is he turns up in that as what i guess what what was he like the uh, Charlie the, uh no he was in spice no, girls as spice he was playing like was he playing like M? Was he like their M? Uh, they just had appearances, and he's one of the celebrities. But what is he playing? I he was like he's, their, he's um, just he's just Roger Moore. Okay, I thought he was like their um, 
you know, the wait, are they are they secret agents? Is that what the thing with the Spice Girls is? Yeah, you didn't know. I mean, really, in real life or in the movie? <laughs> I don't, could be, could be cover, could be cover. All right, let's do it, Justine. What did you think of Octopussy? I think Roger Moore watching Sean Connery first and then watching Roger Moore. Mm-hmm. Roger Moore is really good at doing those one-liners. Okay. So I think he did a great job with that. I don't think... I think Sean Connery sucks at it. He like, sucks at it. He's so stupid. Right um, and then you get... You get Roger Moore, but it just seems more natural and it makes sense when he says it. Mm-hmm. He's really good at it when he does it. Like, I don't see it as cheesy. Stares at the camera every time Sean he Connor. does it. <laughs> <laughs> every time. Like, he's raising his eyebrows to the camera every time he does it. That's the Groucho. And you That's know the what? Groucho I think it's, um, it's probably Sean Connery's eyebrows that make it so cheesy. Because <laughs> he, he has such big eyebrows. <laughs> um, They're bushy. They're bushy eyebrows. You can get lost in those eyebrows. <laughs> <laughs> so I just I think Roger Moore is good at that. I think uh-huh. he's great. He is definitely more fit than Sean Connery because Sean Connery is basically wearing sweats the whole movie. <laughs> Like, I don't know who decided to have him wear gray. No, he's, gray wearing, the he's not wearing sweats. He's wearing robes. It's just nothing but robes. He's not sweat. Some- and at one point, he's wearing a turtleneck. I'm like, come on. Mm-hmm. No, he's wearing sweats. It's just like they just kind of gave up on his wardrobe. It's part of his con- um, He actually looks really good in that movie, though. I mean, Sean Connery's a bigger guy than Roger Moore. Roger Moore is kind of like slightly built. But, you know, Connery's like very broad shoulder. He's a big guy. But. If you look at him, he does not look... I mean, he's not... He looks better than he does in Diamonds Are Forever, I'm telling you. He's not out of shape, you know? I mean, hell, he was a weightlifter. He started as a weightlifter. So he's kind of, like, thick, but he's not fat. He's just kind of stocky, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Trust me, he's older than... Um, he's older in that movie than I am now, and he's in better shape than I am. Christ, 52! You know? <laughs> Holy cow! Yeah. They're both old, so mm-hmm. I don't really have, there's no argument in that. They're just both old. Um, Roger Moore, just, uh, I don't know. Between the two of them, it's just, why are they with these young girls? It just bothers what, me. What it's a, not believable. Mm, that, that I, mm. I'm, not, I'm not against that. I, I will agree with you 100%. Who's will cover up quite a bit. Um, you know, some women like older guys. I've yeah. never met one, but they are out there. <laughs> if, you're, if you're a woman who likes older guys, please uh, contact us uh, on behalf That's of John right. Sandy. I know that you hear send that they're us, out there, but uh, send us an know. email at Soup Complex. Yeah, yeah please uh, hit us up on Twitter, and we'll get uh, we'll get you in touch with our friend John Sandy. That's right. He's a combination of Roger wow. Moore and Sean Connery. And a little and Rob Reiner and a little Yukon Cornelius thrown in for good measure. Yukon, <laughs> well, you got ninety percent, ninety percent, ninety percent Yukon Cornelius. But at least, but at least the Yukon Cornelius is always in a good mood. Think about it that way. That's true. That's true. Whoever He's heard of very a, slick with the lady? Whoever heard of a grumpy Yukon Cornelius? Uh, <laughs> Justine, did you like Octopussy? Did you like the the, unfo- the way it unfolded? There were some powerful women here. There was a like an arm, a strike team, a circus yep, train. Movies, I hated it. <laughs> 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 
you hated Octopus? You like hated it? I hated it. I hated both movies. Was there anything it. you liked about Octopussy? Nope. 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 Nothing. How about when that squid? Uh, how about when that squid was uh, on that guy's face? It's an octopus, John. <laughs> The, 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 the movie isn't Squid Pussy, John. It's Octopussy. That that uh, looked like Alien when they had like, yeah. the face hugger. <laughs> yeah. Would that really happen? Would an what octopus really go. do that? I don't know. Yeah. Probably. Probably not. Maybe he'd be scared. I, just sort of like hug on to whatever was close by. Wants the moisture. I did love when That's he pulled right. the sword out of the guy's throat and like attacked somebody with it. That was kind of cool. Oh, yeah. Come on. A little more gory. What was that? Compared to um, Sean Connery. He's, uh, the movies were, was more gory? Oh, yeah, because like, someone, gets eaten, a, someone, eaten, get, someone gets eaten by a crocodile. There's leeches. Well, you see him. like He just stabs more people than uh, James Bond. Oh, that's or James Bond. Um, Connery. Mm-hmm. That's what bothered me. In Sean Connery's... Never say never again. No, no, that's different one. Never mind. I'll wait. I'll wait till we get to that point. Okay. There you go. All right, you can tell us. Uh, that. No, I don't. Bleh. I hated it. All right. Well, that's okay. I mean, you're gonna hate all of these, so I'm not shocked. Uh, I want my money back. I was hoping that uh, I was ho- <laughs> I was hoping John would like this one a little more, but I understand it's got a foot in kind of the campy Roger Moore and the more serious Roger Moore. It's like a, an uncomfortable fit between the two. So I get it. Um, this is one of my favorites because this is one that ran on ABC. Um, it was the movie of the week, and I caught it, and uh, it was I really dug it when it was on. God like, bless ABC because they ran all of those. Yeah, almost every every mm-hmm. Saturday night they're running one of those. Yeah, because my parents were not going to go spend money to see a James Bond movie that just wasn't no. in the cards. So. Uh, yeah. uh, although we did see a View to a Kill, which is weird. I don't know why it was a double feature, and I remember. Uh, I think it was like was it. it was like a second run theater. So my dad was like, "Eh, I'll pay a buck to go see a James Bond movie." Um, but uh, he was a, he was a Sean Connery guy. My dad, so he was not he's not impressed with Roger Moore. So, uh, but I remember seeing that one in the theater. So that was my first one. And then after that, I was old enough to see him on my own. So because uh, there was like a little bit of a, a, a delay between View to a Kill and then I think uh, it was like four or five years between View to a Kill and. Uh, and uh, Timothy Dalton, what is it? Uh, Living Daylights. Gosh, I'm having a hard time today. I'm foggy yeah. today. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I don't expect you to love all these, Justine, but we're going to find one that you like. Gosh darn it. We're going to find one. That, that well, we like. found it. I think no, we found okay. it. The Living Daylight was the one, right? Yeah, yeah. And the, and she liked Licence to Kill as well. So uh, let, let's rank yeah. this. John, go ahead and give us uh, your ranking on Octopussy. Uh, give it like a five. Five? Not, not bad. Patrick? Six. All right. Jake. Uh, four. Four. Whoa. Uh, Justine. Ouch. Uh, two. Ooh. What kept it from being a one? I don't know. Oh, you know what? I It was Roger Moore when he did his, I told you, when he did his one-liners, I actually wasn't pissed off about it. There you go. And I watched it. I watched it after I watched Never Say Never Again, where I was rolling my eyes. And at this point, I was like, "Good job, Brad." <laughs> you say all the one-liners you want to say, because you're doing it right. Uh, <laughs> I'm gonna go ahead and. Game. Game. Uh, I'm gonna... Sean Connery used to quit it. 
I can't believe how much you hate Sean Connery. It's so funny. Uh, it's, uh, of, all, of all the people to hate, uh, I'm going to go ahead and I'm right there with Patrick. This is a six. It's not my favorite, but it's not by far the worst Roger Moore. It's right in the middle. I just, again, you can cut about 20 minutes out and you'll be fine. Um, although I, I do like Louis Jordan. He's so uh, charming and his accent is so weird. Um yeah, where's he from? I think he's, he's a really French, is he? He's French, <laughs> but he does this weird. Uh, he's, yeah, there's certain it lines like Hollywood. Yeah, where he does the, uh, you know, my lucky dice. Does he go all the way back? Was he like in the Gigi? Yeah, he's is, in is Gigi. He's been around. Yeah, he's been around for a long time. Uh, Gigi. Yeah, yeah. He does. There's a certain line. The way he says octopusy is great too. Octopusy, octopusy. There's a certain line I can't remember what it is, and it always. Anytime I watch it, the way he says it, I always giggle because I'm always like, "Oh, that's such a weird line that he says," and just the way he's he's so smooth. There's like a certain uh, genre of Bond villains that are just smooth, and he's like in right in there in that smoothness. Christopher Lee as Scaramanga's in there too. Um, Yeah, just very very smooth. You know, not physically threatened. Yeah, they don't break a sweat. And then you just have your bodyguard yeah. do everything, you know. Um, yeah. But, uh, all right, guys, the, that's Octopussy. So, this, so Justine, the reason there were two Bond movies this year is way back in Thunderball. If you remember Thunderball, the movie with about 45 minutes worth of underwater diving scenes. Uh, mm. mm-hmm. that, this, this, if, you, if you notice, there are certain elements that make their way into Never Say Never Again. The reason for that he is... He really likes underwater. The reason for that is... Uh, the screenwriter wrote the, the this screenplay with Ian Fleming. They couldn't quite make it into a movie. Ian Fleming took it and turned it into Thunderball, took elements of it, turned it into Thunderball. When Thunderball was released, the screenwriter sued Ian Fleming and got the rights to it. And so for the next 20 years, he tried to make the movie and in the mid-80s, was or in the early 80s, was finally able to do it. So that's why there's a lot of similarities. But it also wasn't an officially licensed James Bond movie. They had to go out of EMI Productions, which was the production company that um, was making the James Bond film, the films at the time. And there were certain elements they could use. They could use the name James Bond. They could use M. They couldn't use the theme song. They couldn't use Q, uh, which is why in the movie he's named uh, what's his name? His name is... Um, yeah, something. Yeah. But, uh, Horatio. Or, the property. Yeah, so there's certain things. They couldn't use the the... They couldn't use the gun thing in the beginning. They couldn't use the, that's why you have the song playing over that light disco playing over the uh, the beginning where he's in his sweatpants and he's. Uh, uh, I thought they were just trying to do something new this time. Ah, okay. So like, oh, and then when I saw the next one, I was like, oh, they failed. So I guess we're doing this one again. Because <laughs> he had famously said, he had said, I'm never going to do Bond again. So they said, well, you know, they offered him some crazy amount. At the time, I think it's like $5 million or something. And uh, so he took it. And I think when he did Bond, he usually gave the money to his charity. He had a couple charities in Scotland. I think he gave the, that money to his charity. But uh, they said, well, that's what we got to call the movie. You said never again. His, so his, that's what we're going to call the movie. His wife, actually came up, his wife actually came up with the title, Never Say Never Again. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, his wife cool. came up with the title. Cool. Um, what I do love about this movie is they do an interesting job with casting. I think the cast is good. I love Bernie Casey as Felix Leiter. I wish they would. Yeah. I wish they would bring him into. The, he was a much more active Felix. 
Um, yeah, because usually Felix doesn't have anything to do. Yeah. <laughs> you know? I thought they had a good but partnership. Around, yeah, know? I felt like they, they really yeah. were partners. I felt like they really, there was like a history there. Um, I yeah. loved Edward Fox's M. I always like when Edward yeah. Fox turns up. Um, and, uh, you know, they did a good job with it. You know, the, you got Max Van Cito, you bring back Spectre, you got Max Von Cedow in there. And uh, Blowfield, yeah, and and then you have uh, what's his name the 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 villain in that slimy European that that only a slimy European could play. Klaus uh, Maria Brandauer. Brandauer, yes, he's so good. Yeah, he's so, and then you get a very young. I think it's Kim Basinger's first movie. Is that right? As, yeah, uh, yeah, I believe so. Yeah, as Domino. And then you have um, yeah. So there's a lot of good elements here. Um, it's also very dated. So, uh, you know, I had a, I had a hard time and this is also directed by the guy that did Empire Strikes Back. So, uh, Irvin Kirshner. Let, yep. let's yeah. talk about what we think. John, what did you think of this movie when it was released? Would you like, would you like, Oh, uh, I'm sorry. You know what, Patrick, before we get to John, could you give us some background information? Uh, yeah, sure. Of course I can. Thank you really so like, much. Uh, over <laughs> <laughs> 1983. Uh, directed by Irvin Kershner, received a 6.2 on IMDb, 67% on Rotten Tomatoes, with a budget of $36 million. This grossed only $55.4 million. That is low for a Bond film. That's right. Well, because people were confused, I think. I think a lot of people didn't yes. know quite what to make of it. And uh, they weren't sure why it was coming back and why it was Sean Connery. And uh, I remember being very confused at the time because as a kid, I, you know, when you're a nerd, John, what, what's the, what's the most important things you want? You want everything in order, right? Everything has to have, everything has to be in order, right? I want my, I want my comic books in order. I want my, my movie novelizations in alphabetical order. I want my, my video game cartridges in order, you know? And so uh, this just threw me as a kid because I didn't understand why. Why, you know, yeah. I, you know, I knew Sean Connery had been James Bond before, but I was like, why are there two James Bond movies? And why isn't this? And then I would read magazines like Starlog and all of those, you know, those yeah. movie fanzines. And, uh, you know, they were talking about yeah. how it wasn't an official James Bond movie. And I just remember being like, Ooh, it made me feel weird as a nerd. It, <laughs> I didn't know how to feel about this it. Movie, it made me feel weird. Yeah, <laughs> it's like finding out you have like a like a like a brother because you know because your dad was messing around. You're like, what? Who? What? Who's this? Why yeah. is this kid at the Christmas yeah. dinner all of a sudden? Uh, so <laughs> I, I didn't understand it. I didn't understand. It took me a yeah. long time to to kind of you know get into it and i came to this movie much well, later here's a question had you seen some sean connery bonds before you saw this you know i didn't really get into the conneries until i started working at the video store so it was much later so i didn't touch this movie until i had become familiar with with sean connery as bond and okay. then and then once i liked yeah. him as bond then i was willing to go okay let me give this movie a try and then yeah. you know but uh, let's. If this was your first Connery, it would be like, what the hell's going on? Why everything seems to be an allusion to something else? You know? Yeah, exactly. So, look, John, what was it like? See, did you see this in the theater? I did, and um, I think at the time I thought it was a little cheesy. I, I it was great to see Connery back as Bond, but I think at the time I thought it was a little underwhelming. Um, now, you know, like what is it, thirty years later or whatever? Um, 
or 37 years later. What is it? It's quite yeah. a while. Well, yeah, it's 80, um, 83. Yeah. It's almost 40 years. Yeah. So it, um, uh, so I probably, I probably haven't seen it since it came out at the time. I think I was kind of underwhelmed. Um, although I always love to see Barbara Carrera, you know, it yes. doesn't matter what movie she's in. She's always just stunning. Mm-hmm. And, um, she, she's genuinely menacing in this because she seems kind of like off her nut. She seems definitely a very a good villainess in this, you know? Yes. Um, she seems to be taking it very personal. And the, at the end, it's just like, she just flips out. you know. So, uh, I think she's one of the best things in the movie. I think, uh, it just, I think this time around, it just held up better. Um, uh, that Klaus Maria, uh, Brandauer, whatever his yep, name is. Yep. Yep. Uh, he's, He's also very effective because he also seems really neurotic. He seems like he's wrapped too tight and he's just going to go off. You know, yeah. uh, he's really good at playing that sort of like uh, just barely containing his rage, you know? Yeah. And it was cool to see uh, Max von Sydow playing uh, uh, Blofeld, you know, with the cat and everything. You know, he's not in it much, but it's kind of cool to see to see him playing. There's not too many actors who could pull off that villain, you know, mm-hmm. Uh Donald Pleasance will always be the best Blofeld, you know, because he's got the crazy scar over the eye and everything. Yeah, and he does that real but, uh, Mr. Bond, that real menacing kind of choppy way of speaking. Yeah, so I don't know. You know, Connery is, he's obviously older, but i he seems to be doing fine. He seems to be doing a lot of the stunts. He's obviously not doing all of his stunts, but uh, he seems to be doing fine. He's not, he's not embarrassing himself. You know, he's playing his age. I think that was the key. Don't play him like he's younger. Play him like, yeah, he's coming out of retirement and he's, you know. But I thought he still looks good in a tux. He's, you know, still still good with the action sequences. And, uh, yeah, it held up better, I think, this time around. The one thing that makes it screamingly 80s is when they're in that fancy uh, gambling casino, they open the door and there's all those video games. Yeah. And you just go, Jesus, what the hell? Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like there's all these people at this charity ball playing video games and you're looking at all these old ones, like, you know, like space invaders and Galaga. And you're just going, God, what the hell was this all about? That's you what know? was hot. That's what was hot back then. Well, that's exactly right. You're mm-hmm. thinking this was a very, that's the year of the video games, you know, uh, but it's such a big thing. And, um, so things like that kind of date it. There's certain, it's also some of the, uh, the outfits that Kim Bassinger's wearing mm-hmm. uh, look like they're right off the Jane, right off the Jane Fonda workout tape. That's and right. You just go, okay, this is the eighties, but in general, it was, it was fun. It was fun. And so I think I liked it better this time around uh, than I did when it came out. All right, Patrick, what did you think? I mean, it took me like 20 minutes to get over how bad his wig was in this one. <laughs> <laughs> so hey, man needs a wig. Uh, (laughs) underwater you know what i'm gonna stop you there patrick i'm gonna stop you there because the great thing is no connery always made tv appearances without his toupee it was no secret that he was bald so if they would have let him he would have played bond bald he totally would have i kind of wish they would have i i would have it would have been like more masculine if he just owned it uh, if they'd let him own it Mm -hmm. more um but besides the point um this one's okay for me. I think it suffers the same thing as um, Octopussy. I think it's a little long. Uh-huh. Um, and it kind of drones on a little bit towards the end. But uh, I think he does a really good job. I agree. Fatima Blush is a terrifying villainess. 
um, and is constantly out to murder somebody. And uh, it was kind of cool. Um, it definitely it's dated for sure. Um, I don't think it's one of my favorite ones, but I enjoyed it. I didn't love it, but it was okay. All Kim right. Basinger probably stood out a little bit too much to me. Like, I think she dates the movie more than anything. Yeah, the kind of Galaga space, you know, fight thing did it too. But I really only know her from like 80s movies and early 90s movies. Um, and so she really dates the movie for me. And so I don't know if it's just because, I mean, I get this is her first role, but it, she became a lot more popular later on that I think that maybe she's too big of a star to be a bond girl, but I don't know. Okay. I don't know if that's what it is. Um, but I, I didn't learn some interesting, I only have one interesting bit of trivia. So the stunt coordinator for this movie was a very young man, uh, by the name of, uh, Stefan Seagal, I believe. Oh, um, and he actually broke Sean Connery's wrist. Wow. This movie. <laughs> yeah. No kidding. I, I read that. Uh, and I thought it was pretty funny. Sean Connery wow. could not have been happy about that. No, I'm sure he was really pissed off. <laughs> um, but it's, it's, it's an okay one. Um, I, I think the villain is really good. Uh, and it was nice to see Spectre again. Um, but, I mean, I, I don't think it's one of my favorites. Specter. Yeah. Jake, you're... He was, and it, oh, but I, into, into Jake's point of Roger Moore being old, I definitely felt like Sean Cotteroo was old in this movie. I get it. He's playing an aging James Bond, but it really feels like it. Okay. Jake? So. Well, like any fine wine, Sean Connery just gets better with age. <laughs> hey, hey, hey. Go, Jake. Go. <laughs> uh, you know, you know what? I I don't know. I think I just have I just have this undying love for Sean Connery, as you guys. <laughs> but I know. I thought it was I thought it was a solid movie. I did think it also. I think Bond movies need to be need to stick around like hour and a half, hour forty five. Yeah. Because they start to throw in some unnecessarily long scenes, or scenes drag on a little too long, and then you start to get bored. This they need to keep it at a nice tight hour thirty, and I think it would have been fine. But otherwise, I thought it was good. You know what? He's an older man. He can't be. He can't be running around killing everybody. I think. I think. I, I think he. Well, I think he killed four people. I think there was a little thing that like four people the whole movie. Yeah. Well, what, he and it was good. He's he running around. He's sneaking around. He's like, what? He walks through the... He walks through the... What? He's trying to sneak around the outside of the building, right? Gets caught. Gets caught. That's great. And just... I don't know. I what I do, what I do, like, I agree, Jake. And uh, listen, I'm a huge Sean Connery fan. And the big draw for me here is Sean Connery. He's the reason that I give this movie any any credit whatsoever. And all the other stuff, like the Felix and Bernie Case and all that is a bonus because you get to see them, you know, and then you get to see them work with Sean Connery. So it's all, it all works together. But what I love about the certain fight sequences is he's not an overpowering Bond, even though he's Sean Connery. And when he was younger, he was. Uh, a lot of times, like in the fight scene, he's kind of at a, he's at a big disadvantage and, again, has to use his wits to get out of it. And, you know, they do show him getting his ass kicked a little bit, which is cool, you know? Yeah. 
and uh, Fatima Blush does get the drop on him. You know, think he, you know he does have to, you know. So it is kind of cool that he is kind of like John said he's playing his age, um, but yeah, he, he, he ain't used to be. Yeah, he does use his you know tech in the most fun ways possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he's taking a shot out of a submarine in a rocket. It's turned into a like a little <laughs> little helipad. Yeah, that's nuts. Little he, hover. That was the most yet. nuts. Little hovercraft. Also, also, why, why run out of the cave to come all the way back up and then to jump back into the jump back into the well? Because it's exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Save yourself. Back, back down. Because it's exciting, man. To know I'm about. So don't ask me tough questions. You don't want to know up. the answers. <laughs> that was a cool you set, know, though. Um, I do like I that set. That was his old. That was like his old man, like little brain laps going on there. So. <laughs> <laughs> what what oh. are we doing here? Oh, oh. oh shit. <laughs> You know what could have tightened this movie up and also Thunderball? Nothing for me, nothing slows down a movie than like 20 minutes of watching people scuba dive. It's just <laughs> yeah. everything. It all comes diving. to a screeching. It it's not interesting. Work. It's great if you are doing the scuba diving. Watching people scuba dive, no matter what they're doing for 20 minutes, just brings the movie to a screeching halt. You so know what I love? Both of those movies, they could have just. I love but, nothing more in, Sean, in, movie, in James Bond movies than a good scuba diving scene oh is that right i love nothing more oh is that right okay that right, Jake? Yeah. it's too long yeah. they're just too long oh, like, oh you're being sarcastic <laughs> <laughs> they're just way too long it's fine uh, yeah enjoy I, I, I like that because thunderball it's the same problem thunderball is a good movie but jesus you can cut about a half hour of scuba diving scenes and it really would have tightened it up you know we're gonna yeah. go scuba diving get ready for your yeah. eyes only guys we're gonna get some more and that's gonna yeah, be that's right that's right that's the uh, common theme of the newer or like of the more recent james bond movie like they would have been so much better if they cut out like a half hour yeah. well that's every movie yeah. from like 2005 you know yeah every, every movie Amen. all of a sudden every movie has to be two and a half hours long it's like no it does not um, so that's been a problem that's for the last yeah. Avengers movies. They need their three hours. No, there's yeah. a different, there's a difference in those movies. Those are like event movies, but we're talking because about every good. movie had to be two and a half hours long. It didn't matter what it was. It was like, no, 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 oh, no, no, yeah. no, 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 you guys, this a movie. We used to do this in 90 minutes again. Yeah. You can yeah. do a nice solid movie in a tight 90 minutes. Again, Ra- Raiders of the Lost Ark is, is under two hours long. And it is one of the yep. most perfect movies that ever existed. And uh, you can do it too, guys. Just you, don't be afraid to edit no, stuff. Because there's no time to rest. That's right. It's like, hey, going. Like Jaws. Christ, how long is Jaws? Uh, that's got to be like an hour and a half, right? No, it's, all, it's, it's, a, it's close to two hours. It's closer to two hours. Is but but Let me look. check that out. Would you guys check that out on Jaws? Oh, two hours, ten minutes. Ooh. Aha! Uh-huh. Oh, you're quick. Suck it, John. Boy, how, how are you quick. so? Qu- that's a quick two. How hours. are you so quick on that? Are you just making that up, Jake? Or are you? Stop making shit up. When you've been on the internet as long as I have, you get pretty quick. Yep. Wow, you are fast. Mm-hmm. Holy cow! Two hours, ten minutes. And that's wow. a, that that a, a that is, in here He was able. He was able to close his incognito browser and then 
open up the regular browser in that time and oh. look up Jaws. No, I closed my incognito. I cleared my normal history and also <laughs> looked up Jaws in a matter of five seconds. Yeah. Oh, you that's know, great. That's how you would be on the internet. You know, Jake would be Q. You know, if there was a new James Bond, he would be Q. He is. He is. Uh, so. Uh, Developing gadgets while erasing my browser history. <laughs> and all you have to say, you just have to learn to say, pay attention, Bond. And folding folding down one arm on your chair. You do it all simultaneously. <laughs> one arm folded up on my chair. Or what's the guy's Horatio? Is that the guy's name in the other one? What's Algernon? Algernon. That's what they call them. Algernon. Mm. Flowers for Algernon. Uh, there I don't, you go. Okay. Guys, Justine. Yeah. It's Justine time. Hmm. Yeah. Let's talk about Never Say Never Again. Okay. Talk uh, about it. Talk about it. I don't think she wants to talk about it, guys. What we, what's okay? <laughs> Tell us how much you loved it. Um, I never caught his name. The black guy that's in it. I forgot it. I never got Felix his name. Leiter? Felix Leiter. Bernie Casey. Bernie Casey, who we saw, and I'm going to get you stuck. Right? You guys saying it wrong. It's not Felix. It's Felix. Felix. <laughs> I wish that's they, H. Why couldn't he just be Felix Leiter in like a spinoff? Yeah. So you get points. So Felix Leiter gave you points. Yeah, he's awesome in this. Mm-hmm. I just thought, I just, I thought, Wait, am I thinking of the right movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they're getting out after the place bombed up and he's on the bike and then he's running, punching the air and like they're like working out. In their underwear? That but... made me laugh. <laughs> and they have like... Yeah, they're both... He's like in his underwear, but they both look like they're just casually leaving. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's just training. He's training his He's training his buddy to be a boxer. But they're wearing... If you, if you notice, they're wearing like hard shoes. They're wearing like business shoes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's pretty good. I thought it was. That? I thought that was a good play. Kudos for making go. me like it. Um, there you go. But I don't know. I can't even say anything else that was good. Uh, Kim, like the other two hours. Surprise! Oh, okay. I was happy to see her. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I, because I didn't know when the movie came out. Then I definitely knew when the movie came out. Oh, once as soon, I saw her. As soon as you saw her, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, I was like, oh, okay. Um, what else? Oh, she made out with Bond right. and Batman. Yeah, right. <laughs> In the same movie, mm. and Russell Crowe. Ew. Remember Ellie? Ellie Compton? Yeah, but he. We don't talk about Russell Crowe, John. He's, oh yeah, he's soiled. <laughs> he's, we can't. He's soiled America's sweetheart. He stole, Have we canceled him? Ew. He soiled America's sweetheart. He stole her away from. Stop. He did. He, oh, he stole. He oh soiled. God. No, you said Ooh. soiled. Ew. Yeah, he soiled her image. Meg Ryan. Why? Because he when? he caused the divorce. He they had an affair on uh, the on the set of whatever that movie they was, and that's why she divorced. Really? Yes. That's not good. So. Really, he had an affair with uh, Meg Ryan, uh, so that's what caused her to divorce uh, Dennis Quaid. Uh, get a divorce from Dennis Quaid. Wow, that's right. I didn't know that. And he was the best damn yeah. pilot I ever saw. So we don't. Best damn Whoa. We don't. We don't talk about that's any crazy. home wreckers on this show. I see. So he's been canceled. I see. 
John, don't say it. You sound like a boomer when you say that. Don't do that. Don't do that. John, don't let him be mean to you like that. Don't say canceled. Don't say defund the police with like a with a sarcastic tone. Makes you sound like a boomer. You're not of your so generation. I can't even say I can't say the word canceled. Because I, I know the, the word woke. I know the way you're so saying I it. Woke. I know the way you're saying it. <laughs> These kids can't hear it, but I hear it. I hear the way you're saying it. You uh-huh. think I'm rolling my eyes? Or something? <laughs> <I know. laughs> All right. So we don't talk about Russell Crowe. We can. Get we're woke. we're eventually going to have to because he, he's going to be in a lot of movies coming up. Well, you know, it seems like in real life he's a real asshole, but he's been in some great movies. He has. You know? He you has. Gotta, gotta admit it. You know. He has, man. But he did soil. He's a real, he did soil America's sweetheart. <laughs> America's sweetheart. Holy cow! It wasn't Meg, Meg Ryan. You remember when Meg Ryan was America's sweetheart, John? Do you remember that? Do I you? Do. do you remember? I do. I remember. Uh, don't you know I me? Remember the day that I remember the day? Don't you, Mister Cow? Don't you know me? <laughs> no, <laughs> Mister Cower. <laughs> if you know that old rummy, then you must be a jailbird too. So get out of here. That's right, Justine. Uh, we interrupted you. I'm sorry. You, you're talking about uh, the Kim this... Kim Bass. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I, at the very end, when she's in the the hot tub with them, I was just ugh. the leopard <laughs> bikini with all that chest hair. It's so gross. And then he was giving her the massage. And what did she say? She said something. He's like, yeah, it feels good. Something like that. And I was like, Ugh. Oh, it feels good. And yeah, it does. You threw up. You threw up on the television set, right? You know what? He's an honest man, okay? Honest. He's <laughs> something. Uh, yeah. So you loved it. Uh, yeah, just keep it coming, I guess. I'm always that's what she said. I'm always uh disappointed that Irving Kirshner I, I you know again, it's the script. The script isn't great. Um Yeah. And uh but I'm always I'm always expecting more. I'm like, this is the guy that did Empire. Like, you know, let's give him a Bond movie. But again, I think Justine hit it's a very good point. There's only so much you can do with a Bond movie, you know. They follow. They follow this, a certain pattern. This is, and also, this is a rewrite of Thunderball. So there's only so much you can do with this movie because <laughs> you're locked in. You can't go too much further. You have to kind of stick with the Thunderball uh, plot. Mm-hmm. You know, that's what that that Kevin McClory. That's what he owned was the plot, the Thunderball. So mm-hmm. uh, they couldn't go much further off. It had to be kind of about kidnapping the uh, the nuclear weapons and putting them underwater and all that stuff. Yeah, nuclear vessels. Um, vessels. Yeah. What, was I was, gonna, I was actually going to give the movie a compliment, and I forgot what it was. Um. Yeah, this is a hard one for me. Irvin, Go ahead. You said Irvin Kershner. You said it's hard to imagine. You know, I, because yeah. Empire Strikes Back. You were you were expecting more, I guess, right? Yeah, the, just the motorcycle sequence is kind of lackluster. Everything, as much as <laughs> as much money as they spent on this movie, it all seems kind of cheap. Um, it doesn't, I think they spent a lot of money on that set at the end. That looked really cool. That underwater cavern looked really cool. 
Um, and it yeah. was it was wise to get them out of the. You didn't have a big underwater battle like you did in Thunderball. It was wise to get them right. out, you know, of the water. Yeah. Uh, and I agree. You know, I like I said, it was great to see Bernie Casey. There was there were some nice things here. Um, the villain was good, um, and uh, it was nice to put Spectre and all that back into it. But yeah, I just kind of. It's fun to watch Sean Connery back in the role because he's obviously having fun. But uh, you know, there's just not a lot here as far as a movie. You know, if you weren't, if it wasn't a James Bond movie, this would just be a zero. So you know, yeah. aside from right. Connery coming back, um, right? You know, and then that I video. That... Go ahead, Justine. Uh-huh. Go ahead, Justine. I thought that the villain was forgettable. His face. Oh, okay. Kind of a, Whenever uh, kind he was. He's yeah, very bland. Like when he was on TV, I was like, over the first time you see him, I'm like, oh, he just has like a one-liner. Then I found out he's part of the whole thing, and it was just, why? It's so boring. <laughs> he's a very Not bland, he's very bland looking. He does act crazy, though, and he's very creepy when he's like petting Kim yeah. Bassinger and all that stuff. Not creepy enough. Like, Dalton could have played him and it would have been creepier. Oh, Timothy Dalton is always a good villain. He's, he's a, always a great villain, he's but gr- this guy, like, I don't remember his face anymore. Like, it's over. It's done. <laughs> uh, he's, if you're talking about Euro villains, he's no Hans Gruber. That's for sure. <laughs> he's no Hans Gruber. Yeah, uh, I think uh, Alan Rickman set the bar for these, uh, you know, slimy Euro, yeah. <laughs> Euro villains. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys, let's talk about Never Say Never Again. Let's rank it. John, what do you give Never Say Never Again? Um, I give it like a six and a half. Patrick? Uh, six. I think this one's also a six. Jake? Seven. Okay, go seven. Justine? Two. Two, again, a two. Even with the, what, what, okay, so, so was it the one scene with, with so Felix Leiter basically carries this movie and gives it a two? <laughs> There you go. All right, I, I agree with that. I'm gonna give this one a. I'll give this one a five and a half. It, it's, a, it's five and a half, five point five. It's a little under. It's a little. It's 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 a little bump. It's it's slight. It's not terrible, but it's not as it's not great. Uh, and you would hope that when Sean, you know, you think the movie that finally is gonna get Sean Connery back in the role is gonna be something, you know, some kind of blockbuster, and it's really just kind of, you know. Mm. You know, kind of a meh, kind of a meh. Uh, but there are good, there are good things in it. There are good things in it. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. And if there's one good thing to, that can be said is it, it really made the, uh, the uh, the producers of the official James Bond series to up the stakes and give us a view to a kill. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It, you know what it made him do. Uh, they did not have Roger Moore. Roger Moore had finished his contract. And when they heard that um, Sean Connery was going to do a Bond movie at another studio, they said, oh, you've got to come back. I mean, you know, name your price. You've got to come back because you're gonna, we're going to be going head to head with Connery. And that's why Roger Moore came back. They talked him into it. Wow. So we could have had, Tim- the pussy. We could have had Timothy Dalton like two years earlier or five years Probably. earlier. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. They were talking about it, but they said, no, we can't have a new Bond going head to head with Connery. So they, they begged Roger Moore to come back. I'm sure they added a few more zeros to the check, but he, he they got him back. Uh, Justine, would you have liked Octopussy better if it had Roger Moore in it? No. I hate both of these guys. I'm, not, I'm sorry, not Roger Moore. Uh, Timothy Dalton. Um, 
I mean, the script still wasn't great. I don't know. All right, that's fair. He deserves he deserves better than that. I really like go. I really <laughs> like that Timothy Dalton is your favorite Bond. Like you don't know how happy that makes me. That you don't really like Bond all that much, but he's, you like Timothy. He's Tim- one of my favorites. You, one of my oh, favorites. you also yeah. you also like Lazenby. Yeah, you're a big yeah. Lazenby guy. You like Captain Hairspray. Oh man, that dimple, that butt dimple on his chin. All right, guys, <laughs> that's it for the Digital Movie Club. So next week, we're gonna take a break it's from uh, we're Christmas. Gonna take, we're gonna it's Christmas time again, and we're gonna watch. Um, Die Hard Two, Die mm-hmm. Harder, and, and Uncle, Uncle Buck. Buck. Uncle Buck next week. All right. I've never seen either one of us. Uncle Buck. Hey, Uncle Buck God. is not really a Christmas movie, but I don't want to watch Home Alone. And uh, I don't blame you. What? <laughs> hey. I also I also don't own Home Alone, so it's okay. But I do own yeah. Uncle Buck. But but it does take place in the in the winter in Chicago, so. You know, it'll feel like a Christmas movie for you. When we get a chance to pick movies, I'm getting Home Alone and Hook. You'll never be given that chance. <laughs> yeah, you just give him, give him a little gift on Voodoo. Merry Christmas. You're a madman. Uh, and I get the feeling that Justine's going to pick Spice Girls. You're a madman. <laughs> so, so guys, we're going to take a quick break, and I'm actually going to, I'll, I'll talk to you over the break. And we're gonna we're gonna come back with a little little special feature, a little special feature what? we're gonna do. We haven't some we haven't done in a little while. All right, special feature. So let's take a quick break, and we will be back after these messages. Hello. 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 Welcome just, back, Patrick. How are you, buddy? Welcome back, everybody. Out there? We are going to play. Is it, what was it? Is it me you're looking for? No. Uh, we're, we are going to play a song called Music IQ. It's the party game of questions and risk taking. Um, I'm going to pare it down for radio. There are. It's a. It's a more complex game in its full form. Uh, I have drawn at random uh, 24 cards. We have two teams that I broke up in order of the way people joined the recording before you guys, while we were on break. So it's Patrick and Jake are team one. Team two is Justine and John. The J's versus the PJ versus the the JJ. Um, The way this works is I'm going to let you guys pick when you get to the card. You're going to have two choices. I'm going to ask you if you want the easy or the hard side. And there, there won't be any difference in the points. You get the, the points are the same. It's just if you want to challenge yourself, the easy side will, will will be the default. But if you want to go hard, you can go you can go hard, and that's what she said. Um, and the way this works is, I'm going to read a question. The teams will confer. The, the team that is answered, we're going to go back and forth. It'll be team one, team two. The team whose turn it is to answer will confer amongst one another to see if they want to try. To answer the question without the use of multiple choice, which will get them four points, or if they use multiple choice, they will get two points per answer, per correct answer, and they will lose two points if the answer is incorrect. So they will have that choice to answer uh, with with or without multiple choice. And here we go. This is we're going to start with uh, Patrick and Jake, and I'm shuffling the cards in my hand. The first question, Music IQ. In 2001, 
Which singer teamed up with Lil Kim, Maya, and Pink for the hit song Lady Marmalade from the soundtrack of Moulin Rouge? Do you want to answer multiple questions, multiple choice? Jake, or do you- I think I know this one. Okay, now here's what you told me. You said if you even, like, unless you're 100% sure to go with multiple I'm 100% choice. sure. Okay. You good with it? Just answer the question. So they're going. You know what I'm saying? It is not. You lose two what? points. Damn. Say the question again. In 2001, which singer teamed up with Lil' Kim, Maya, and Pink for the hit song Lady Marmalade from the soundtrack? Cochina Aguilera. Cochina Aguilera uh, was correct. You don't get to steal. Why did you think Beyonce? I thought she was in it. No, she's not. Yeah, no, here's the, okay, listen to what you just said. You said you thought. You didn't know. <laughs> Jake is like a bulldog, man. <laughs> All right. I'm just, to, I'm just trying to keep him on the straight and narrow. This is, these are the rules that he put down for our team. Whoa, com- the com- competition's heating up. Which, James, uh, team two. Uh, hi, Justine. Hi, John. Welcome to the show. Which James hi. Blunt song is most used during bury- burials? I almost said burials. Burials in Great Britain. Which James Blunt song is most used during burials in Great Britain? Would you like the multiple choice? Uh, Justine, I I have no idea who James Blunt is. (laughs) I know who he is, but the song I'm thinking of is way too, like, it's not right. Yeah. I know which song Um, you're thinking of. Would you like the multiple choice? How much points do we lose if we do that? You get four you four if you answer correctly, two if you use multiple choice, and minus two, negative two, if you get it wrong. Oh, I can't remember if this song is upbeat or not. Uh, Would you like to use how mul- much? How many options are in multiple choice? Three. Oh, that's not going to help. You're asking? A- no. All right. It's not going to help? Do it. All right, here we go. The choices are A- you're beautiful. B. Cry. C. Goodbye, my lover. Motherfucker. And that uh, is not an option. <laughs> You're correct. It's motherfucker. <laughs> yeah. uh, Would you like to confer? You're a team. Remember, you're beautiful. Cry. Well, goodbye, my lover. I don't lover. know who this is. I don't know this artist. <laughs> it's not. It's not. You're beautiful, and that's what I kept singing in my head right now. I mean, we can go with the obvious Goodbye, My Lover, I guess. I don't really know that song. So you got a 50-50. If you don't think yeah. it's the uh, one, then you got a 50-50 chance. And you said Goodbye, My Lover, and what? Cry. Oh, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Those like are some James good... For burial. It was meant for funeral. I'm going to give you 10 seconds to decide here. John, go ahead and choose. No, no, I don't even know. I know nothing about this guy, so you should do it. Five seconds. Uh, goodbye, my lover. Correct. <laughs> Correct. Yay! Why does every we song title for James Blunt sound like a burial song? <laughs> like a yeah, song. how about that? They're all funeral songs. Team one. <laughs> Team one, here's a chance to get in the game or at least break even. Who first released the song All By Myself? Was it Tom? Oh, I'm not going to say. Sorry. 
Patrick. Wow. Should I should I redo um, that question because I messed it up? Yeah, yeah. Let, me, let me redo that one. It can be Tom anything. No, trust me, Tom doesn't help me. Let me read it. Let me let me redo that one. Uh, okay. Here we go. Uh, what was the inspiration of one of Apple's writers for the name iPod? What was the inspiration of one of Apple's writers for the name iPod? This is your new question. It's up to you, Jake. I don't know. Multiple choice. Multiple choice. Here we go. The EVA pods from the film 2001, A Space Odyssey. The pod is a fruit. Or it is an acronym for personal overhaul device. A, the EVA pods from 2001. B, a pod as in a fruit. Or C, it's an acronym for personal overhaul device. Patrick? Mm, I'm between A and C, so I'll let you choose between those two options. And I don't think it's C. So. A it is. A it is. Correct. Easy. Correct. Yeah. Draw inspiration from movies. All right, here we go. Uh, team two. What was haha? What was the nickname of clarinetist Benny Goodman? What was the nickname of clarinetist oh, Benny Goodman? You want to go multiple choice or no? Uh, I just want to go for it. Uh, of course you do. Of course you fucking do. <laughs> well, Justine, are you okay with that? Uh, yeah. John, you better be. John's gonna know this one for sure. The King of Swing. Correct. Correct, the king of swing. That's right. That's hilarious. All right. Team one. The score now is six to zero. Six to zero. Uh, guys, which Celine Dion song was sung at the opening ceremony of the 1996 Games in Atlanta? Which Celine Dion song was sung at the opening ceremony of the 1996 Games in Hot Atlanta? I only know one, Jake, and I doubt that's what it is. <laughs> So I don't know. Wow. Okay. Well, now when you say 1996 games, what 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 games are you referring? Olympic to? games. Olympic games. I see. And where was this? Hotlanta, Georgia. Hotlanta, Georgia. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, can you use the song in a sentence? <laughs> Jesus. Holy <laughs> smoke! Would you like to go? Would you like to go multiple choice, or would you like to go? Patrick, you know what it is. No, I, I don't. So let's go multiple choice. I'll take the two points. It's better than none. Was it A, the power of the dream? B, all by myself? C, river deep, mountain high? A, the power of the dream? B, all by myself? C, river deep, mountain high? Jake, honestly, I think it's C, but I'm not 100%. I mean, what would you sing for the Olympics? Other than the power of the dream, you know. You go for it, buddy. I'm gonna let you own this one. How did you? You are correct, sir. Two points on the Thank board you. for you, Patrick. Come on, read. That's the room. why I let you choose. Read the room. Read the room. <laughs> read the room. <laughs> what, what room? <laughs> <laughs> Team well, that two. Is that is, that is a, Jake. That was a great use of of logic. 
I love that. Thank you, Jake. That was, Thank you. You're uh, what stood out about the Christian glam metal? Uh, I'm sorry. What stood out most about Christian glam metal band Striper? What stood out most about Christian band glam band? I can't even talk. What stood out most about Christian glam metal band Striper? With a Y, by the way. I don't know what Striper is. Uh, what? So we're supposed to just come out of that out of thin air? Yes. I, I remember that band. Yes. What stood What stood out? Yeah, I actually. He had a mustache, uh, hair. I actually knew oh, this. I know what it was. What was? It? I know what it was. Is this a visual? Are we supposed to come up with a visual? Um, I can't give you any hints, but you you can't. It's up to you if you want to guess with no, with without the well, multiple you choice. Want multiple choice? Is it his voice? I don't know anything about him. You know, I, I I could gamble. I think I know what it is. We could gamble for the four points. John, you guys are ahead. You you don't have. To How worry. much are we ahead? How much are you're we ahead by six right now? Points. But if you but if you lose, you'll only be ahead by two. How confident are you, John? Uh, pretty confident because this band didn't have much going for it. So I told, it's got to be this one, <laughs> one answer to the question. Okay. Their outfits were uh, yellow and black stripes like bees. Negative. Ooh. No. Bees. Sorry, Justine. That's okay. <laughs> the choices were mass was held before yeah. mass was held before each concert. Jeez. Yeah. B, all of its members were priests. Or C, they threw Bibles into the crowd during concerts. I really oh. hope it's B. I really they, hope they, it's they, they, uh, they threw the Bibles. That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's it. I actually knew, Sorry, I actually knew the answer to that. I don't care. <laughs> uh, well, you know, I knew somebody who wrote it for them, and so I thought that had to be it. It was the outfits, you know. Because they were like ridiculous I feel like outfits. That's more interesting than what. You jo- John, you are ahead. You guys are you guys are ahead by two right now. Okay. Uh, all right. Take, that was a weird chance. band. Team one. Hey, you know, Mario. One of those guys. Uh, one of those guys was, was from Whittier High. It was. Uh, Is that true? <laughs> you know, he was like a local. Yeah, he was a local guy. Yeah, Oz Fox was from from Whittier High. Who do you know that yeah. rode for them? Oh, uh, just some guy that I went to high school with. It was kind of like. Um, he was like one of the guys that kind of like moved the equipment and stuff. Wow, that must have been wild. Um, yeah, or the opposite because they were a Christian band. Who is yeah. team one? Who is the only artist to have been the number one on Billboard's Hit Parade in the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and two thousands? Who is the only artist to have been number one on Billboard's Hit Parade in the sixties, seventies, eighties, nineties, and two thousands? I mean, I have a guess, but it's a guess, Jake. I have an educated guess, but let's go multiple choice. Are you are you in agreement with multiple choice? Yeah, yeah. Is it a is it a Aretha Franklin? B Barbara Streisand? C Elaine Stritch? (laughs) Not what I was thinking. My option was not on there either. So yeah, okay. You sexist (laughs) bastards. Hold on. Repeat, repeat, A through C. A, Aretha Franklin. B, Barbara Streisand. C, Elaine Stritch. Okay, now repeat uh, A and C. A, Aretha Franklin. C, Elaine Stritch. Okay. And B was? Barbara Streisand. Patrick? (laughs) 
Uh, I want to say Streisand, but I don't know how active she was in the 60s. I know 70s, 80s, she was more popular. Uh, Aretha Franklin always sounds good to me, uh, just because she has an amazing voice. Um, and Strickland, I don't know. What does your heart say? Honestly, my heart says C, because I don't know. But so, your heart, you so your heart likes so your heart likes the unknown. Ten seconds yeah. on the clock. Okay, you do it. Your your choice. Let's fuck it. C. C. Elaine Stritch. Incorrect. It was Barbara Streisand. Barbara Streisand. Fuck it was. I knew it. See, you didn't listen to your heart, Patrick. Your heart said Barbara. I should have trusted my gut right away because everybody fucking loves Barbara Streisand. You're, you're a big fan of Babs. You guys are back at zero. Sweet. Where I began and where I'll finish. Whoa. With four points, uh, John, let me uh, John and, and Justine. Which songstress turned down the role of Thelma in the movie Thelma and Louise? Which songstress turned down the movie uh, the role of Thelma in Thelma and Louise? Uh, I, I, I need I multiple choice. I don't know about you, John. I think I might actually know this one. I have no idea, so we better get multiple choice. Was it A, Barbara Streisand, B, Bette Midler, C, Cher? Streisand, Midler, Cher. God, I have no idea at all. I actually know this one. Do you? Yeah. Uh, uh, hmm. uh, God, it could have been any, any of them because they were all doing movies in the 80s, weren't they? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Streisand, uh, Midler, Cher. That is like a that is like a gay headlining. Right? Can you imagine? Right. Who's who opens in that show? I mean, I who closes? I mean, I get. I don't know. Uh, I guess Cher closes in that one. I, oh, I don't know. Streisand though. Midler, Midler opens. Midler Streisand opens. But I don't know. Midler's got a huge crowd too. I gotta go. I would go. I'd go. I'd go. Midler, Cher. Streisand, yeah, but Streisand's gonna tough. Streisand's gonna bring you up, kind of keeps you on that high point, and then yeah, well, well, Midler's got a, a very energetic, and uh, and uh, but let me tell you this: some Streisand's gonna have to work her ass off if she wants to get it past. Do you believe in Because that is just gonna get everybody off their seats. Uh, maybe. Anyway, back maybe to the question. Streisand, I don't know. Midler, share. Uh, Streisand. What do you say, well, guys? Are we so we're, we're we're able to discuss? On, yeah. Uh, I think Streisand's too old in, in, in that year to be <laughs> to be in that movie. Okay. And that's not. That's. I just think she's too old to play that role. So I, that would put it between uh, Bette Midler and Cher. Was Cher even acting at that point? I don't know what year. Oh yeah. Was. She, yeah. She she was. was doing stuff even like in the seventies. Yeah. Um, um, I don't know. I I have no idea. <laughs> I just don't think it's Streisand. Let's go mid midler midler. Okay. Is midler your final answer? Yeah. Yes. Incorrect. It was share share. Mm-hmm. Your score. Okay. I remember watching some documentary about it, and they were talking about how she was in talks for their role. Your score. Did they dr- say why she didn't do it? No. No. It, oh wait, let's see. No, some of the cards have a little why. blurb at the bottom. That one does not. Boys, which mm. boy band teamed up with Phil Collins for Dis- for the Disney movie Tarzan? I know, I know. Which boy I know, band? I know, I know, I know. You can't. No, no, no. Jake. You're 
any of us know this, <laughs> besides Justine, it would be fucking you. So don't disappoint the, me here. Before we before we answer this question, Justine and John lead the lead the pack with two points. It's two nothing. No. They had a they had a nice lead and it got away from them. Now here's which, what I know. Which boy band uh which boy band teamed up with Phil Collins for the Disney movie? Tarzan. Tarzan. Now, Tarzan came out what, late nineties? Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then who was big late nineties? <laughs> you have Jake, you literally have them. two choices. They both yeah. have Backstreet Boys or Shaker. Yeah, I know. But here, but what, hold on. Let's, oh, you don't have to know? <laughs> I'm gonna put <laughs> I love how John's I'm loving us. I'm gonna try and steal some knowledge from from Justine here over over call here. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking you're phoning, and, you're phoning a friend. Uh huh. I'm well. Yeah, I'm phoning a friend. Let's That's see. Actually, not be, allowed. That's actually not you know allowed. What? Mentally phoning. I think it was. Um, yep. <laughs> gotta be. It's gotta be Backstreet. She's on the other kids on the block. It's gotta be Backstreet. <laughs> it's gotta be new kids on the block. N K O T B bitches. Um, Jake, you thinking it's Backstreet Boys? It's gotta be. I think I'm going to disagree and say it's NSYNC. I think NSYNC is going to be the right answer because uh, if you listen to the music, Backstreet Boys. Well, well, J- well JT, what, what was JT on? NSYNC, right? Or was yeah. he Backstreet? So it's NSYNC. I don't know. Yeah, I think NSYNC. I'm going to need, I'm gonna need an answer, boys. I'm going to need an answer. NSYNC. NSYNC, is that your final? Yes. Yes. You're back on the board, gentlemen. Two points. Yes. Four points. Four points. Oh it's yeah, because JC and yeah, Sync does more collaborations than Backstreet Boys. Are. More collabos. Wow. Yeah, I had to. I had to. I had to step back and say, okay, Justin Timberlake was Disney boy, and he was on Insane. That so has everything. To do with Thank God I questioned your decision. That's how I decided. Team two, which Eric Clapton song can be heard in the movie Rush? Which Eric Clapton song can be heard in the movie Rush? Hmm. As John is playing the whole movie in his head, correct? Yeah, you know, I'm going to need a, I, unless Justine knows, I'm going to need a multiple choice on that. Uh, Justine, I don't think knows any Eric Clapton song. <laughs> I know Eric Clapton, but I know him for Tears in Heaven. And that's yeah, like I, a song that they play in movies, right? <laughs> yeah, but I think it might be, this movie might be too early for that song, but I might be wrong. Let's see what the, uh, I don't know. Do you feel comfortable with that? Um, okay, let's hear the... Multiple choice for two points. Multiple. Yeah. A, Tears in Heaven. B, Sunshine mm. of Your Love. C, After Midnight. Ooh. A, Ooh. Tears oh. in Heaven. B, okay. Sunshine of Your Love. C, After Midnight. Uh. I, I, yeah, I, I think you were right, Justine. You were right. You could have gone for it. Because it's—I'll tell you this much—it's not the other two. I, I can guarantee that. Boy, if I'm wrong, I'm gonna have to turn in my my music nut badge. <laughs> what do you guys say? Um, I'm gonna—I say tears in heaven. Correct. I think you're I right. Know. Correct. That yeah. was correct. You would have been—you you would have gotten four. But you're tied now. We're we're all tied up. Uh, guys, Madonna used a movie scene as inspiration for her music video *Material Girl*. Madonna used a scene as a material and inspiration for 
her music video, Material Girl. Which one was it? Which movie scene was it? Check that guy on. We are there in the material world. Okay. Oh. Yeah, I'm <laughs> I was thinking maybe singing it wouldn't help. Did they use help bring it out? Were they inspired by A, gentlemen prefer blondes, B, breakfast at Tiffany's, C, some like it hot? Uh, I think B, Jake. I think B, too. Is that your final answer? Final yeah. answer. Breakfast at Tiffany's. You guys, your youth worked against you because the scene was exactly like a scene in Gentlemen Prefer Blondes. It was the I exact- was just going to say that. Never, never <laughs> seen that movie. There's nothing in that so. that looks like Breakfast at Tiffany's. Yep. The movie right. club could have helped There's you there. Dancing. <laughs> It's almost, you're right, Mario, it's almost shot for shot, the Marilyn Monroe scene. Yeah. Exactly. Yes. Guys, team two, which song launched the solo career of Gwen Stefani, lead singer of oh, No Doubt? Fucking, oh, come on. That's bullshit. Which song That's launched the solo career of Gwen Stefani, the lead singer of No Doubt? Guys. Okay, but Justine can't answer. Why can't she answer? She's on the team. I was. She's gonna have to answer. She's gonna have no. to answer because I don't know this. I don't know this one. I fucking quit. Her Jeez. solo career. Yeah. yeah. Solo career. It's definitely. I know the album, but you're saying it's a song that did it. Which song oh, launched yeah. the solo career of Gwen Stefani, the lead singer of No Doubt? Gwen Stefani. Anaheim's own. <laughs> Anaheim's own. <laughs> I think is that, is that where she's from? She's from yeah, Anaheim. she's from Anaheim. Yeah, yeah. You can play Disneyland. Hello, back girl. Is that your answer? Or do you want the? Uh, do you want no, to discuss? Wait. Yes, because Hey Baby was she was still in No Doubt. Uh-huh. Holler back girl. She's by herself because she has her Harajuku girls with her. Uh huh. Uh, <laughs> that's probably her most I'm pretty sure it's up to you and your team just tell me when you want I trust uh, I trust uh, Justine <laughs> oh, I don't know I'm pretty sure yeah it's that one or did Rich Girl come out a taller back girl. Why would she? That's like a perfect single. You're saying what was the first song of her? Which solo, song right? launched the solo career of Gwen Stefani? So the first okay, solo yeah. song. Let's shit. Yeah, <laughs> let's go with that. Mm. You okay? Is that that's your answer? Mm. Mm. <laughs> I like that she's struggling. Ten seconds. So much. Wait, wait, wait. I want multiple choice. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> the, it's uh, your your choices are A, rich girl. B, what are you waiting for? C, Hollenbeck girl. It's getting Hollenbeck. Motherfucker. Those that are like is, the ooh. three in my mind. That is not an yeah. answer. <laughs> what are you waiting for? What are you waiting for? Is that your final answer? Yes. Good, because that's the correct answer. What are you waiting for? <sighs> Yay! Go, Justine. <laughs> that was you. Almost answered incorrectly. That was that's good. That's good. 
To be fair, I was going to say all the Batgirl. Boys? Oh, boys. Which songstress's father was a taxi driver and lover of jazz who sang to her when she was little? Which songstress's father was a taxi driver and lover of jazz who sang to her when she was little? Uh, Multiple choice. Patrick, are you in agreement for the multiples? Yeah, multiple choice is fine. Was it A, Amy Winehouse, B, Esperanza Spaulding, C, Aaliyah? Mm, I feel comfortable with A, Jake. What? I feel comfortable with A. <laughs> yeah, I think Amy Winehouse had a taxi driver of a dad. That sounds, that feels right. Is that your final answer? He was a lorry driver. Mm-hmm. Yes. That, that's your final answer? Final. Great, because that's your correct answer. Yay! Amy Winehouse. Amy Winehouse. Score is six to six to six to four in favor of Justine and John. If you're keeping score at home, who said I would love to work with Prince, but he doesn't need me? I would love to work with Prince, but he doesn't need me. I don't know this one without going multiple choice. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. A, Justin Timberlake. B, Pharrell Williams, or Pharrell Williams, depending on who you talk to. C, Jay-Z. I have no idea. I think I know. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. Um... I have no idea. That's those are. I guess we just have to choose one. JT, Farrell Williams, Jay Z, or Jay Z. JT, Jay Z, PH, P Dub, or P Dub. Yeah. For Farrell Williams. Uh, maybe Justin. I mean, he was a fan of Prince. Everybody was a fan of Prince, man. Oh, hey, man. Hey man, everybody loves friends. You pick Justin. Let's, maybe he means to produce. Maybe Pharrell. Let's. I'm. Be, I'm probably gonna say Pharrell. Is that your final answer? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you I'll give you ten seconds to decide if that's your final answer. Um, Five seconds. Yes. You are correct. Yay! Boys, the score is now uh, eight to four. Boys, who is the most recorded jazz musician of all time? The most recorded jazz musician of all time. Most recorded. Yes. So the busiest jazz musician is what you're telling me. The the jazz the jazz musician with the most records. Right. I want to say Kenny G. <laughs> Why would you say Kenny G? He has a lot of albums. <laughs> but I don't know. You call that jazz? <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> <laughs> 
No. Just wrong. I say multiple choice. All right, multiple choice. A, A, Miles Davis. B, Thelonious Monk. C, Duke Ellington. A, Miles Davis. B, Thelonious Monk. C, Duke Ellington. Uh, I feel like it's Miles Davis. But I'll let you choose. I know I know Miles Davis more than Thelonious Monk or the other one. Duke Ellington. Duke Ellington. The other one. The other one. The other one. But God, I know Duke Ellington's a busy man. Uh, you pick. No, I said you pick. <laughs> Just say Miles Davis. Just say Miles Davis. But I think it's safe. Miles Davis. What Miles is your final? What is Miles Davis? The correct answer was Duke Ellington. Duke Ellington, and I'm just throwing this from knowledge. Duke Ellington had over 300 compositions to his name, so he was a composer. Mm. So he recorded a lot. So that's okay. It's, it's part of the game. You didn't know who Duke Ellington was. You should probably listen to that instead of that pentatonics horse shit. All right, here we go. Who first recorded the song "Brown Eyed Girl," <laughs> later covered by Adele and other artists? Who first recorded the song "Brown Eyed Girl," later covered by Adele and other artists? Van Morrison. That's it. That's it. Van Morrison. <laughs> yep. It is. Okay, we agree. Yeah. Is that your answer? Yeah, because Correct. he's sure. Damn, you guys are running away with it now. It is indeed Van Morrison. Your other choices were Billy. See, Justine uh, doesn't even need me on this one. <laughs> she, she knows all of these. Who? Which? No, she would have second guessed herself if you weren't here. Well, I True. know that song because I have friends. Oh snap! Redemption <laughs> oh. time! Redemption time for snap. the boys. What was the first acapella hit to match the top to reach the top of a Billboard hit parade? <laughs> What was the first a cappella hit song? No, that's the question. <laughs> to reach the top of a Billboard hit parade. Jesus. Um, oh, I wish I knew. That's Jake's. I, that's all Jake's area of expertise. The first to hit? What? <laughs> I think, I, I mean. It's so vague. My, my gut wants to say, please don't stop believing, but I could be wrong. And I, multiple choice. This could be any, this could be, I don't know. A, Maybe multiple choice. A, with a twist by Straight No Chaser. B, Royals by Pentatonix. C, Don't Worry, Be Happy by Bobby McFerrin. Oh, Bobby McFerrin, Don't Worry, Be Happy. That is 100%. correct. 100%. That is correct. There you go. All right. I can't believe you actually came up with a question that had a Pentatonix possible answer. <laughs> absolutely awful. I'm like, no, it's not like. I couldn't think of Bobby McFerrin in the moment, but I'm like, he was big. Bobby McFerrin was big. Oh, yeah. He was huge. What is the profession, boys and girls, of, of, of John and Justine's team? What is the profession of Katy Perry's parents? They're, uh, they're, um. John? I have no idea. <laughs> but I know she kissed a girl. No, like they're involved like with the church. They're involved with the church. Um, you said profession? Yeah, what is the profession of her parents? Were, I want to say her parents, both of them. Yes. Fuck. 
her dad, I think, was a preacher or a pastor, whatever you want to call it. Okay. Is that your answer? Uh, yeah, it has to be religious. I know they're both religious. John, are you uh, excited about her song? John, are you are you comfortable with that? Yeah. And she's Christian. That is correct. She, they were pastors. Thank you. <laughs> boys, <laughs> let me ask you boys a question. Yes. Which British boy band first sent Robbie Williams to stardom? Which British boy band first sent Robbie <gasps> Williams to stardom? Robbie. Uh, Patrick, who's Robbie? Boy. Boy. Robbie Williams. I don't fucking know. You don't know who Robbie Williams is? Tell me, tell us who's Robbie Williams. By the way, <laughs> by the way, the song Millennium by Robbie Williams has a drop in it from uh Thunderball. No, from uh wow. No, it's a drop in it from um <clears throat> from uh You Only Live Twice. It's got the violin in it from the by Robbie hmm. Williams. Wait, you're asking what band he was in? Yeah, I'm asking Patrick and Jake which British boy band first oh. sent Robbie Williams got to it. start him. Robbie Williams is a hot guy. You guys should know. Yeah. <laughs> How hot is he? And you guys should know some British bands because they were How pretty popular. Hmm? How hot is he? Would you like the so multiples? Hot. Yes. Like on a scale of one to what band was he in? How hot is he? For a British guy, <laughs> he's pretty good. <laughs> Multiple choice, please. Uh, a, take that. B, Boyzone. C, Oh my God, boy! Backstreet Boys. <laughs> was it Take That, Boyzone, or Backstreet Boys? What, what, what was the man's name? Robbie Williams. So Robbie Williams, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna pull from Justine saying that we didn't know must have been a pretty hot band. So I'm gonna say Backstreet Boys. All right, fine with that guess. Okay, the answer is you guys are Take dumb that. because we told you he was, <laughs> he was British. He was British, so he's not going to be oh, in British. Backstreet Boys. So the answer was Take That. Boys are not British. Yeah. Oh, Take I would. I don't even know that band anyway. Take that, you guys. Take, Take that. that. I don't know who they are. I thought I, I gave know. it away when I got excited that he said Boyzone. I'm like, crap. And if they deduct that, they would know it's not Backstreet Boys. And I thought you guys would get it. Okay. I forgot the British part. Uh, boys, and I'm sorry, girls and boys, which musical duo sold the most albums in the USA? Which musical duo sold the most albums in the USA? Mm. I think I know mm. this one. I, I need multiple choice, but that's up to you. I would need multiple choice as well. I need to know like what era we're in. All right, here we go. Was it yeah. was it yeah. Hall and Oates, Sonny and Cher, or Simon and Garfunkel? And the question is, who sold the most records? Yep. Yeah. Which musical duo sold the most albums? <clears throat> the most albums. Mm-hmm. All right. I would think that would rule out Sonny and Cher. That's yeah, I wouldn't buy their album. So. Um, because they were like on the singles charts, they were never on the albums charts. So that gets it down to Hollow Notes and Simon and Garfunkel. Uh, Simon, and Gar Simon and Garfunkel were only around as a duo for like five years. So it seems oh, no. to me it would give, yeah, it would give them more time to rack up more hits. However, Simon and Garfunkel, 
Simon and Garfunkel showed uh, they sold a shitload of albums in those five years. <laughs> so it's tough. I would go with Hall and Oates if they stayed longer. Yeah, because they've been, they've, God, yeah, they're, they're talking like 25, 30 years worth. So I think that's a good guess, Hollow Notes, yeah. What's your final, guys? Is, do you want to go for that, Justine? Yeah. Okay, uh, let's go for Hollow Notes. Okay. You, you can't go for that. No can do because it was Simon and Garfunkel. Simon and Garfunkel. Was wow. <clears throat> wow. God, they weren't together that long. So that was a shitload of albums. I get, and probably most most of those were copies of Bridge Over Troubled Water, I'll bet. Yes, that's exactly <laughs> what it said on the bottom. Uh, which American City oh, really? Which American City <laughs> Boys? Which American City is the birth birthplace of Dixieland music? Birthplace of Dixieland, which is Patrick's favorite. Yeah, I fucking hate Dixieland. Well, Patrick, music. tell me all about your love for Dixieland and tell me where it came from. <laughs> Guys, this is an integral part of American history right here. Very helpful. Yes. I want to say Tennessee, but I don't know. Let's do multiple choice because I don't trust you. A, New Orleans. B, Dallas. C, oh, Chicago. Fucking New Orleans. My oh, dumb Orleans. ass. Is that your yes, f- New Orleans. Is that your final? New Orleans it is. Yeah. Correct. I should have known that. That's- I was going to say New Orleans, but then I'm like, mm, I don't know. Maybe. Would you accept uh, Nolans? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, <laughs> actual correct answer is Nolans. Uh, John and and uh, Justine, which artist released the yeah. jazz fusion album Sketches of Spain in 1960? That's uh, Miles Davis for sure. Is that your answer? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Correctamundo, correctamundo. Cool. Why, why were you so bored? Uh, <laughs> boys, which band recorded the hit song Don't Want to Miss a Thing from the film Armageddon? Oh, my God. Oh, Aerosmith. <laughs> yeah, it's Aerosmith. What was that? Yeah, it's Aerosmith. Aerosmith. Correct. Aerosmith. Knucklehead Aerosmith. And for me, it's funny, that was was like their biggest hit. And for me, that's when that band goes down the toilet. (laughs) Okay, John and Justine, what was the name of the sequel to the film Saturday Night Fever? (laughs) What was the 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 sequel to the film Saturday Night Fever? Jesus, I know this one. Sunday, Staying Alive? There you go. She got it. Is that is that our answer? Yeah. Wow. I've seen his picture with that before. Wow, that you guys just did the, did the equivalent of going for the two point conversion when you're up ahead forty nine to seven in a football game. Uh, <laughs> so let's see, four eight. It was wrong. Twelve sixteen twenty twenty two points for John and Justine to six for Patrick and. Jake, we did great. You did amazing. I'm proud of us. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. You guys did a great Justine, job. Justine, you kicked ass. Great job, guys. It has to be the right question. <laughs> great job. See, it was a well, good little combo. <laughs> yes. 
Nick certainly was. Next time we'll mix that up. But what I like about that game is it's not just one era. It's not just one genre. And so it, it, does, it. it does help to have uh, a team. To have John? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or in my case, since these were not about old music, it really helped to have Justine. Justine, you got a lot of the questions right. You, 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 were, you were in yeah. it. You were in it to win it. Yeah. So that's our game, even guys. Had the Van, even, she even had the Van Morrison one. She slam dunked the Van Morrison one. Guys, that's called Music IQ. Uh, check it out. And uh, the game is actually a little more. Um, there's another round you play with. It's kind of a little bit like monikers, Patrick, because the cards are underlined. So you keep the cards, and then the next round you're playing just one word clues off of the cards. So it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool. I can't wait to play it head to head. But for now, we'll do it this way. And you guys did a great job. I'm very proud of you. Thank you. Awesome. Thank you. All right, guys. So, so for next week, we're going to watch Uncle Buck, and uh, it's our big Christmas shoe. So we're going to watch uh, Uncle Buck and uh, Die Hard 2 to get ourselves in the Christmas spirit. The week after that will be the last of our James Bond 80s uh, for now. It'll be uh, View to a Kill and For Your Eyes Only. And then, you know what? We might switch that. I might close out the 80s and then kick off 2021 with some Bond. So we'll, we, that might switch. That might change. But the last two 80s movies we're going to watch that are non-Bond are Eight Men Out. And I totally forgot. I don't know how I skipped it. Uh, a little movie called The Meaning of Life. Monty Python's ah, Meaning of Life. Ah. Monty Python's Meaning of Life. So get you know, if you guys want to get that ahead of time and watch it and Eight Men Out, check those out. Uh, we'll go ahead and get that going. And we'll be back next week. So for John, for Jake, for Justine, for Patrick, thanks for playing the game, guys. You did great. Uh, we will fight the power, and this transmission ends now. <laughs>